What's up, everybody? You're listening to episode 104. How you doing? Good to be here. Good to hear from you. Just kidding. I can only hear myself. But thank you for listening. As always, I had on Eric Burdett, a.k.a. Telephone Heater. He is a photographer, really great photographer. He makes beats on SoundCloud. Very interesting guy. He's read like a million books. Told me about a lot of them. Very deep has a great perspective on life, talks a lot about psychedelic things and um, religion, spirituality, ambitions, everything. We talked about everything, and it was a great episode. Um, Like I said, thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. It's crazy to be at 104. Wait, we're at 103. It's crazy to be at 103. (laughs) 104 is next, though, if you count by once. So it's cool. It's a lot of fun. I had a great time. And, uh, hey, I'm doing a show Friday in Lubbock. Go check that out at the World of Beer, 9 p.m. If you're going to be there, show up. I'll let you know. Um, And then Black Friday at R&R in the back room doing another show. So come out Black Friday because you don't want to hang out with your family the whole time, you know. Or bring your family. Do it. Let's go. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Got a headliner from, I want to say Austin, maybe Dallas. I don't know. But he's going to be hilarious. So come out and support. And please enjoy this episode, episode 103. That's Eric Burdett, a.k.a. Telephone Heater. And I'll play a track from him. This song is called Hard Pass V1 by Telephone Heater on SoundCloud. than he needs to be for like trying to encourage people (laughs) that makes sense i don't know there's there's a lot of things i like about him but i can see what you i can see why people don't like him yeah but he's also like he's not as political of a figure as they like make him out to be i think it's just the people around him are just like propping him up that way yeah i definitely agree with that because there was that whole trans thing and i've like never heard him talk about you know that type of social aspect as according to like gender and everything like that like he never touches on that because he's like focused on other stuff or maybe yeah. he does i just haven't heard it. i don't know but i don't care either way so. yeah same <laughs> honestly like i uh i read another book of his called maps of meaning that was really good and it was all just uh like taking uh 
like old myths and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and explaining like kind of their evolution and also how they helped him formulate like some basis of faith and like some world ideology or whatever i don't know it was a while ago but there's some cool stuff in there (laughs) it's interesting when he he talks about religion because he's like very well versed in it but then at the same time he like he doesn't know i don't think he's has a full grasp of like his belief his personal beliefs because when you ask him yeah. a question, he just kind of elaborates into nothingness. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like so. Maps of meaning was really interesting to me because he goes into like the origins of a lot of uh, like I guess what would you call them tropes or whatever in a lot of religions, and he goes back to like the myth of Tiamat and uh, the Leviathan and how they fight, and it's like the basis of like the gnostic gospels but it's also in like the bible and stuff mm-hmm. like that he yeah. goes into kind of like the history of that and then also like gives his own sort of interpretation on it mm-hmm. and honestly like probably 70 percent of it went over my head but i was like that's cool yeah i, mean, I feel the same way because he, he'll break down like modern things like pinocchio and like cinderella <laughs> and the lion king and like explain how there's biblical themes throughout it Oh. And I'm just like, damn! Like, I never, yeah. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you can find a biblical theme in almost anything if you are like a biblically minded person. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know, like, all religious texts, no matter like what religion, kind of get to the core, like same core things. Yeah, you know, definitely. And then, like, it seems like. Nearly every superhero is like a a Christ figure in whatever movie where they almost die. Like Batman gets his back broken and then he rises up or like the Black Panther dies and for some reason he comes back to life. I just just noticed that every time I watch a Marvel movie. (laughs) Yeah. The hero's journey and all that. Mm Mm-hmm. Thinking deep. Anyway, we should start the podcast. (laughs) Let's do it. That's funny. Okay, I think it's episode 103. I don't know. I never know how to start these. Anyway, I'm here with Eric Burdett, a.k.a. Telephone Heater. Say hello to the world this episode. 103? Sounds like 103. Feels like 103. You think it's 103? Go with 103. 103 it is. All right, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Um, You are a photographer, a producer. Is that the right term? You make beats. I guess. Make sick beats. I don't Um, know what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, An avid reader. Very deep individual. What else? I think that about covers it. I guess. What you got going on in your life lately? Um, I work at Recreation in Canyon. Oh, it's a fun place. Yeah. Does Trey still work there? No, he lives in Dallas, I think. Oh, he moved? I think so. That's what an asshole. What somebody told me. I don't know. I don't know him very well. Oh, he he has he makes great music. Yeah, I actually uh, haven't heard anything from him in a while, so that's probably why because he moved to Dallas. <laughs> cool guy. I I met him a couple times uh, before I started working there. Mm-hmm. How's the recreation doing? Um, it's slow, very very slow. I got off yeah. work early today because we were so slow, but um. Every now and then when WT has a game, we get really busy. Nice. And uh, I'm usually not there for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really cool place. 
Yeah, I think they're actually planning on doing a rebrand in February. I don't know if I'm supposed to like tell people that. But Do you know any of the details? Spill the beans. Um, Spill the beans here on the podcast. You're hearing it here first. Breaking news. I don't. I don't know <laughs> anything, but somebody described it as like Hooters and Canyon. <laughs> I don't know. I know we'll have wings though, so that'll be cool. That is cool. I kind of like the. I mean, I haven't eaten the food that much, but everything I've tried has been pretty cool. It just it just seems like a stoner's bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the food is pretty good though. Like I don't it know. Is. Like cooking it and stuff, like I still eat it. But I yeah, I, I could see how it'd be difficult in Canyon because there's not really I guess uh the target market doesn't have enough money to eat there, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're definitely cheaper than like most places on the square. Like Back 40 just opened across I've heard of that place. Yeah. I still haven't been. It's, I haven't even seen it. It's decent. It's way more expensive um mm-hmm. like a burger is like 12 dollars, mm. and then like drinks are a little bit higher but yes they're, they're doing a lot of upscale stuff and i get it because there's like a lot of people with money in canyon but i don't know yeah not that fun when <laughs> you don't have money and... just, just open a bar <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like i i think i heard that canyon has like some provision where you can't open like just mm-hmm. a bar or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like fifty percent of your sales have to come from food or something like that. But yeah. I mean, fifty percent of our sales are definitely not food. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, maybe I heard it wrong, but I don't know. Like that Buffalo's place was cool for what it was. Yeah, but it also wasn't that cool. But I don't know. Canyon will get there. I yeah, like I I like the way there. it's going. Yeah, I like living there right now. I'm also a quiet person, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Canyon's quiet. I like that. <laughs> it is quiet. Very quiet. Very cool. I didn't like it that much, like in high school. But now, like now that I don't live there, every time I drive through, I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is a fun place. Yeah, man. When I was in <laughs> high school, I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of there. And then I did, and then I came back, and then I left, and then I came back, and uh, still like it though. Nice. So I'm guessing you've been doing uh, photography for a long time. Um, I'm trying to do the math here. I guess five years, nice. ish, like five, six years ish. Mm-hmm. Um, my freshman year of college, my first semester, I went to CU Boulder, and I came back for Christmas, and my mom gave me a camera, mm-hmm. and probably sat on my desk for like two months before I really messed with it. And then I took, like, one photo of the sunset, and I was like, oh, this is cool. I like this. And it was, like, really just the shutter, mm-hmm. like, the clicking. I like the click. Click's fun. Yeah. And then, I don't know, after that, I just decided I wanted to get good at it. And then uh, I moved back to Amarillo after that first semester and uh, decided I wanted to get really good at photography. And so I just took my camera with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Like, growing up, I always kept to myself. And, like, I had friends, but, like, they weren't interested in, like, photography and stuff. Yeah. Like, we all played video games and mm-hmm. whatever. And so I got really, like, backing up. I was in a hardcore band my, like, senior year with uh, Matt Stiles, Patrick Phillips, uh, Houston Goddard. And we were called Leagues. 
and I played bass and I was really bad but good enough to play hardcore music you know Mm -hmm. and so like I kind of got introduced into that scene and I decided I would just take my camera to hardcore shows and that's how I would get good and so I took a lot of bad pictures of hardcore shows and then just got better over time did you take any classes or anything no I've never taken a class that's awesome so it's all self-taught yeah, I mean, I definitely YouTubed a lot of stuff, yeah, like how to shutter speed work, <laughs> things like that. I count that as self-taught. Yeah, me too. That's great. Yeah, you can you can basically get a college education off of YouTube these days. So, yeah. <laughs> I dropped out, uh, actually, like almost a year ago today. <laughs> what were you going for? Uh, English. I was like, if I had finished the semester, I would have been two classes from graduating. But like, mm. I don't know something just like clicked in my head and I was mm-hmm. like, man i don't want to be a teacher i was going for english and it's like the only thing you can be with an english degree right i mean like i know a lot of people that do a lot of different things with english degrees mm-hmm. but like i don't know i feel like i can do and have done some of those things already without having a degree yeah and so one day i was just like man i don't want to study for this like final or midterm or whatever it was <laughs> i feel that i went to like my morning class and then i just like walked out and never went back i got a degree um in college but it was just because i liked going to school you know i guess it just like gave me structure and i like learning things because i have a degree in like advertising public relations but like i don't care about it i yeah. don't care about advertising i get the great brainwashing you know but <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because uh, you had classes with um, Kinsey Jackson, right? She did a like similar thing. That sounds familiar. Did she go to Canyon? Yeah, I think you guys are the same age. Yeah, 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 yeah. She went for, like, uh, I think she switched to hospitality or something like that, because she was telling me, or maybe she minored in hospitality. I don't know. But, yeah, I had some classes with her. Yeah. I think we had some PR classes together. But, really, I chose... Uh, I chose PR because I took one of those tests. It's like, these are the jobs you'd be good at. And the one was like a, like a tanker. And the other one <laughs> was like a lawyer. And then the third one was like public relations specialist. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. So, Hell yeah. Yeah. Random. Random stuff. Pretty much just went where they told me to go. So, And then uh, I did a commercial uh, impersonating Morgan Freeman for chipotle and like i won two awards i won two advertising awards <laughs> That's and awesome. i was like I, I, I guess i'll just do funny commercials so and then i got out and i was like i don't want to make commercials the end now i'm here <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah where do you work uh right now i lost my job i was doing insurance i lost my job through state farm and now i'm working for like an independent agent okay, i was cool. gonna like i was on my way out because i wanted to do like personal training and uh i went to personal tra- i'm still doing personal training but like it doesn't pay shit like you start at minimum wage so my checks look bad like 300 bucks yeah every two weeks so i'm like i can't live doing that so now i'm just doing that part-time and i went and got another insurance job even though i hate insurance but <laughs> <laughs> it pays the bills it's true and it's temporary i don't know once i found like stand-up comedy like my interest in any other type of job it just like went down the hill like immediately so <laughs> yeah i understand that like I'd, i'll clock in for eight hours but like five hours i'm i'm thinking about jokes or i'm making an event page yeah or i'm reaching out to like comics to like put something together like i don't know it's just all my time goes to that or this really podcast too 
Oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah, if I could just do personal training, get really good at that, and then do comedy at night, that would be the, that'd be the goal. Once once it pays, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, you're doing a lot of shows, right? Like, yeah, I'm doing quite a bit. It's pretty crazy. Like we probably do like two or three shows a month, and starting out we were doing like three or four like a year. So yeah, I stay pretty busy, and I go to Lubbock sometimes, and Lubbock has a great comedy scene. That's cool. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. For sure, for sure. Good stuff. Anyway, back to you. Let's not make this podcast all about me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, do you have any plans for photography, or do you have like a a certain style, a certain theme you want to go for? Like I saw you were doing. Uh, you talked about you started out taking photos of metal bands, metalcore. Is that we said hardcore bands? Yeah. And I saw you were doing uh, Lake Dads at their house show. Is, is that like, uh, so you're focusing like on the music side um, more? You know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I feel weird talking about like my photography and stuff because sometimes it feels like it's just a part of me mm-hmm. and I'm like, I just do it. Like if yeah. I have a camera with me, I'm going to take pictures regardless. Yeah. Um, and then like kind of what I'm taking pictures of might dictate like the style I edit the photos Mm -hmm. and stuff. And like, there's stuff where I'm like planning out a shot, like as I'm seeing it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to like put my settings to this for it to look like this later or whatever. But, uh, for the most part, I don't, I don't know. I don't shoot like super specific stuff. And I, so some of the like specific stuff that I do shoot, like I used to shoot a lot of, telephone poles <laughs> like for whatever reason that was just what i liked taking pictures of mm-hmm. i probably have like a thousand pictures of just like telephone poles around town is that where you got your uh alias no uh, <laughs> <laughs> i got that sometime i guess it was like my sophomore year of college i downloaded snapchat and my phone mm-hmm. would get really hot and I, and I was like, this is like a telephone heater. And I was like, that's a cool name. That'd it be a, a bad cool name. name. And I was like, oh, that'll be my Twitter handle. <laughs> telephone heater. Nice. That's fun. Yeah. But um, I guess the only plan that I really have for uh, my photography is I'm going on tour with Whole Milk, mm-hmm. uh, that band that's come through Amarillo a few times. Yeah, I missed them. I wanted to see them, though. But I've been listening to them on Spotify. They're pretty dope. Yeah, they're cool, and uh, they're really nice people. Um, I took pictures of them at Mariposa, and they are like, hey, come on tour with us. It'd be fun. That's so cool. And uh, when I was in high school and I was in that band, I uh, that was like the entire reason I was in the band. I, was, I, like, I just wanted to go on tour. And mm-hmm. I, just, I feel like I'm built for the road. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm like a pretty happy camper no matter where I am and what's going on. I'm like generally like pretty calm that's what's up i was actually gonna buy happy camper beers but i couldn't find any (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i don't know i wanted to like go on tour at some point Mm -hmm. and once i realized that i wasn't like that great at music Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was like i'm probably not gonna go on tour as like a musician uh anytime soon or probably ever and that was kind of like one of the reasons I decided to pick up that camera. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, I could maybe do this and go on tour. Because I'd 
read about tour photographers and um oh what's that movie almost famous mm-hmm. uh the like rock uh the guy that writes for rolling stone and he goes on tour i feel like i've seen like bits and pieces of it i don't know if i've seen the full movie i, can't I, know, remember, I know you're talking about i can't remember the band is it credence clearwater revival or whatever that he went on tour with i couldn't even tell you uh, I, mean, I like I, that band though yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> Well, when I when I saw that, I was like, "Oh man, that's cool." Because that's also one thing that I wanted to do, or still want to do. Like, I want to write books and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And when I saw this kid that like went on tour with this band, just like writing about them, I was like, "Man, it'd be so cool to do that and like take pictures and stuff." Yeah, it'd be awesome. And so when Whole Milk was like, "Hey, come on tour with us," I was like, "Nice." Yeah, I'll drop everything. <laughs> that's really cool. So that's my only plan. Um, I guess it's bringing that up. I think uh, November 16th, there's going to be some sort of fundraiser show for their tour mm-hmm. out at Mariposa. I don't know the details. Really? Nice. But I don't know if they've even announced any of that, but like, mm-hmm. at some point it's happening. I still haven't been to Mariposa. Man, it's a pretty place. I was planning on going to that, uh, what was that thing? They had like a music festival or something out there, but it got canceled after about a month. Oh yeah, I remember that. Intraland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The promotions were cool. Yeah, they were cool. I really don't remember anything about that other than like (laughs) seeing the video. I think I was in Uganda when they came out. Maybe I actually got the okay to like host a podcast there. Like I was just just gonna have people like sit down next to me. I was gonna Uh, be like at the show. Yeah, at at the festival, and then I was gonna be like, change my mind. No, I'm just kidding. You know who Steven Crowder is? Um, that name sounds really familiar. Oh, he's the he uh, he has a bunch of YouTube videos where he just like says something controversial, and it's like uh, he puts up a sign something controversial, and then it's like change my mind at the bottom. He's on a bunch of memes. Oh yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen that. Or it's like Donald Trump isn't a racist. Change my mind. Or like I can't think of the rest of them, but <laughs> there's only two genders. Change my mind. That type of thing. Yeah. He's actually a good debater. He's like he's less of a dick than I thought he'd be, but stirs the pot a little. Yeah, definitely stirs the pot. <laughs> it's how you get clicks. You got to stir the pot with your photos, you know. I guess so. Maybe just I need to every, shoot more controversial things. Every seventeenth <laughs> photo, just like have a a testicle in there. Ah, I like just that. Just a random testicle. <laughs> Don't even know whose it is. Um, My thing is like my family goes hunting and stuff so every now and then i'll like take a picture of like somebody gutting a deer and put it on instagram and every now and then i get like a message like man why would you do that or like somebody mm-hmm. i went to palace a few years ago after like posting a picture of me with a dead deer mm-hmm. and the barista was like how could you do that and i was like oh shit i'm sorry that's how nature <laughs> works man like that's that life. Deer, yeah, like if you shoot a deer, that deer is dying better than it like actually would in nature. You know? Yeah, you know what a bear would do to that? A bear would eat it ass first. It would scream as it was getting eaten alive. Yeah, and I mean, there's not <laughs> bears in the in Texas really. So like, I don't Cougar. know. I don't, yeah, cougars. I, I don't yeah. know how deer die really. Something like, has to be eating them. Yeah, something. Coyotes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, the people, I think it's crazy. Like, I follow uh, Nature is Metal on Instagram, and they get, like, in trouble all the time, or they get flagged all the time, because they're just, they're yeah. just posting animals eating each other alive and stuff. But it's like, that's, 
that's life that's yeah. the, that's brutal nature that's nature that's just it's a beauty <laughs> yeah nature's destruction crazy. nature's also really beautiful but yeah i mean it's crazy like we eat burgers but we don't register that someone had to kill this you know like blood was everywhere or maybe it wasn't i don't know i don't know how it works i think they just shoot it in the head with a little air thing but still yeah, the no country for old men <laughs> <laughs> um yeah what i was uh i like really interested in buddhism not too long ago like maybe you like my buddhas yeah i do i got these as a gift dope do you remember uh i don't know if you knew oh yeah he was in your grade jace vessels yeah yeah he his him and his girlfriend brought me these oh that's dope yeah yeah i played J- i played uh football with jace like uh since like fucking fourth grade or some shit <laughs> nice yeah he's he's rapping a lot now so he's yeah. pretty good he's, yeah, he's he about is. to go to dallas he's really good yeah, i've had him on i guess like three times now that's dope yeah cool dude but yeah, I got really interested in Buddhism uh, and was, like, listening to some, like, I don't know, like, ancient Buddhism is more interesting to me just because, mm-hmm. like, there's stuff that we don't know about it and, like, a lot of it's almost become, like, mythology now. Really? Um, or, I mean, like, it was just so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, any... like, the same shit that happened to, like, Jesus, like, some of the stuff that mm-hmm. is in the Bible, like. It was, like, crazy yeah. far off from, like, the, probably the historical figure um, that we know of, at least. But, like, one of the things that I was listening to that in- was interesting to me is, like, a uh, guy talking about, like, m- modern mindfulness and stuff. Uh, as, like, a Buddhist, he was, like, one of the ways you can practice mindfulness is every time you eat a hamburger you think about it not being you know a cube of meat but actually the cow and then you'd be like thankful for the cow mm-hmm. but like not only the cow you got to be thankful for the dude that shot it in the head with the with the air gun mm-hmm. thing the person that like you know butchered it up yeah. and, and like wrapped it up and then sent it to the restaurant that's <laughs> and, a great and the way dude that like flipped it on the grill and stuff like that but i don't know i think People, like, get weirded out about thinking about their meat as actually an animal or mm-hmm. whatever. And I think people should think about it as an animal more often. And Definitely. Like, not just the animal, but, like, also the farm or, like, yeah. wherever it came from. Like, we worked hard to produce this. Yeah. And, like... This is our blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. And, like, supply lines are crazy. I mean, like, even if you got some sweatshop shoes or something like mm-hmm. that, like, <laughs> think of the kid that made it and just be thankful. That's true. We had to read that book in high school, Where Am I Wearing? And I think a lot of it I didn't care about because I was in high school. But <laughs> it was basically this guy who just, like, wanted to know. I don't know if – did you hear about the book? No. I, I might have read that in college, actually. It, it might have been, like, my freshman. You know that they give you a book your freshman year of college and, like, hey, everyone read this. I think that's what it was. I don't remember. But anyway, it was just a guy who, like, checked all the tags on his shirts. And he was like, I'm going to travel to all these places and see where my shirt was actually made. And they just like went and visited like these tiny villages where kids were making clothes, and he got like got to know the local people and everything. So it was like a, you know, just experiencing yeah. the world. Did he like? Did he come away like demanding that these people have better conditions and stuff, or was he kind of like, this is 
a bad thing but also a good thing it's a complicated issue like yeah i think it was more of the second i don't really remember his big takeaways (laughs) (laughs) i think it was just realizing that like you know the things that we like take for granted oh this is just a shirt it's like this is someone else's livelihood you know like yeah they got 10 cents a day to produce 100 of these yeah so no, he wasn't. He wasn't tackling like the big picture. Like we need to stop this, but it was just more like they just go see what people. it's like. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I think I'd have to read it again. <laughs> but yeah, where were we on? I lost my train of thought. Buddhism. Let's go back to that. All right. Um. So, were there any like uh like big takeaways, or did you see any similarities? Because I know like with the ancient religions, they're like uh there's a lot of things that kind of like go coincide kind of go together like i know there's like uh for instance you don't have to go off on this but a great flood like appears in like most religions Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's in buddhism but did you see any like you know parallelisms like any many things that coincided uh yeah so like i think one of the biggest things about buddhism once i started learning about it that surprised me is that like buddhism isn't really a religion it's like more a philosophy kind of Mm. um it has its like roots in mythology and like religion um but it's more of a philosophy and there is like a lot of stuff that's talked about in Mm. like sort of myths and tales and stuff like that and Mm. i think like it it grows out of like the Vedic tradition and in the Vedas, there's a lot of talking about like floods and stuff like that. And it coincides with like the great flood and the Bible and stuff like that. So like there was some of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I think that a lot of the Buddhism that I got interested in was more just like a singular monk or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I would just like kind of read what he had to say about things like, how do you meditate to cultivate like Mm -hmm. mindfulness or like inner peace or like how do you breathe and meditate to like be able to trip balls or whatever (laughs) it's like that was that was what interested me i wanted to like go somewhere else yeah have have you been able to accomplish that um only on shrooms (laughs) (laughs) that's called cheating (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but no i like for a while i've been slacking recently i've just been too busy and you know when i get home i like Instead of like doing yoga and meditating, I'll like drink a beer and smoke a joint. Yeah, which <laughs> but you that know. counts to me. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then like you know, some nights I'll do both. Yeah, but I don't know. I like there was one time. Um, I don't know if it was because I was like really sad. My my nana had just died. My mom's mom had just died, mm-hmm. and she was kind of like, I don't know. My mom was really sick when I was growing up, so my nana like became kind of my mom and uh when she died i was like super sad and one day i was like all right i'm gonna do a bunch of yoga and i'm just gonna like sit here for an hour and like just meditate whatever work on my breathing and uh i had this like really weird experience that like felt like a shroom trip to me (laughs) and i was like oh okay that was cool um but I mean, it was like that. And then like the second it happened, I was like, whoa, I did it. And then it like, it went away. <laughs> like the second I paid attention to it, it was just gone. Mm. Um, 
I don't know. Meditating's hard. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I but don't like, ever do it. Just get so wound up with everything. But I do think like we should like kind of. I think everyone should get a better grasp of like the the spirituality from religions because I think there's there's something to like meditation. There's something to yoga for sure. For sure. Is, yeah. Is yoga Buddhist? Uh, yoga, I think, is it comes from like the Vedic traditions mm-hmm. as well, and then like also like uh, like Hindu traditions mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah, that. So I don't, I don't really know mm-hmm. like its exact origins, but it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it is cool. And like, my mom's like a uh, like hardcore, you know, Christian, and. And uh, she was like, "Yoga's pagan, so you can't do yoga." <laughs> like, I don't think I don't think they're summoning demons. I think it's they're improving their lives. I can't be that bad. Like, I don't think. Yeah. Like, Jesus is gonna come back and be like, "Oh my God, you did yoga." <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think if, I think Jesus probably like encouraged people to do yoga. Right. I, like one of the re- things that like people, like in the '60s or maybe it was even before that, uh, there was this dude. I think I can't remember his name. They called him Yogananda, and uh, he came here from India, and he was Hindu, but like he was a yogi, like more than he was. Yogi bear. Uh, <laughs> Is that a term for people who do yoga a lot? Uh, they, yeah, they call them yogis. Oh, okay. Uh, I and I think that. like once you <laughs> once you get to like a certain level, you're like a something else. Um, but this guy was his title was like Yogananda or something like that, and he uh, he came over and. Uh, gave a bunch of lectures and stuff and it didn't really like catch on i think he like gave lectures in like 1920 or something in like new york or chicago or something like that didn't really catch on and then he came back and like started living in california mm-hmm. and it, and that's like when it really caught on oh, he, he started was, the whole yeah movement. he, he kind of <laughs> like started the spark there we need to listen to this guy in the ponytail but uh everybody was freaked out and like a bunch of newspapers started publishing stuff about this like pagan yoga dude and like just making up all these like crazy things. And then like, uh, the newspapers heard about like Tantra, like Mm -hmm. Tantric yoga, Tantric yoga, whatever you call it. And like, uh, Tantras go back like way far and they're like, there's all kinds of different types of Tantras and stuff like that. And like some of them are sexual, some of them are not. Um, and Sorry, what is a a tantra? They're like sort of. um... Is that a deep question? I didn't mean for it to be. It's like like more like yoga stuff, but like like really specific yogas. Like there's there's like tantras that were like orgies basically, Um, and like they like really connected to like mysticism, and I don't really know that much about it, but. Uh, there's also like tantras that are not all that crazy or like sexual or mm-hmm. like whatever. It's just like a practice, and I can't even remember what the name, like what the word tantra means. It's something like mm-hmm. really basic, <laughs> but it's cool stuff. I think I watched a documentary on it, and I'm failing to remember anything the documentary said. That is cool. I need to check that out. But dude, yoga's crazy. I think Joe Rogan described it one time as just kind of like trying to figure out how your body works <laughs> yeah uh he's like talk because uh the vedic scriptures and stuff like that 
I think I just messed this. It's head. okay. It's it's only messing up our headphones. The audio's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, sadhus uh, are dudes in India who basically, like, uh, I don't know, say fuck it with, like, everything else. And mm-hmm. they just, like, become basically, like, monks. And all they do, like, all day is, like, give lectures on, uh, like, I guess whatever it is that they believe and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they just smoke a shit ton of weed and do yoga. Nice. Like, they're all homeless. Like, most of them are naked. They, like, cover themselves in ashes and stuff like that. Oh, damn. And they smoke, uh, man, I can't remember what they're called. But, like, these crazy pipes where they just, like, pack it like full of weed until it's like all burnt down and they take all mm-hmm. the resin out roll it into balls pack it back in and then like I keep smoking high school it. i mean yeah same. <laughs> i'm like basically a sadu right out of weed i gotta scrape all this cute or this <laughs> resin all this resin out man resin fucks you up I, yeah then it's and it tastes gross yeah i like you put up with it yeah <laughs> i mean i always feel like anytime i smoke resin i'm like more violently high than i mean to be <laughs> I feel, yeah i definitely get that one but that was uh those are buddhists you were talking about uh i think the the sadhus are um its own thing they're hindu but mm-hmm. like they go like the tradition of them goes all the way back to like the vedic uh like predecessors to like buddhism and hindu nice um if i'm getting that right I don't know. I wouldn't quote me on any of that. That's cool. No, I get that. That's like uh, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm I'm more connected when I when I smoke a little weed. Because some days I would just like chill at home by myself and just like get high and read. And they yeah. would just drink some coffee and it'd be I'd feel amazing. Dude, it'd be like the perfect day. Yeah. <laughs> I try to make that happen like every day. It's good. It's good practice. For sure. Yeah. Love weed. What do you think about uh, these cartridges killing people? They've killed like what? Like six? <laughs> I think the last time I saw it, it was like it gone up to like nine or oh, really? 14 or something. Oh, like it's still that. going. I guess. But I mean, I mean, it makes sense. Like, it's not super controlled yet. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I bought a knockoff cartridge not too long ago. <laughs> I still smoked it. I'm just, fine right now. I'm just not uh well ever I was never like that into like vape pens. Like I'd hit them sometimes, but like I, I was never into buying one. I just like having we I just like having weed in a bag. Old yeah. school way, you know. Yeah, I like flour. <laughs> I, I honestly like flour more than I like vapes, but like I don't know. So I went to california this summer and uh i had a vape like delivered to my mom's apartment nice she doesn't know this i hope she doesn't listen does she to live this. there yeah she lives there that's awesome um i went to a family reunion and then like my last day there i was like oh man i gotta try like the weed delivery service <laughs> so definitely they brought me they brought me like four joints um a vape and then like another cartridge and then and it was for like eleven dollars, huh? It was like forty dollars, but they gave me like all those four joints for mm-hmm. free. It was like it was a first time customer thing, and they were like, "Yeah, here's all this weed." And it was like, "Oh shit, I can't smoke all this weed in one day." <laughs> so I started like 
looking online and stuff. I was like, can you take weed into the San Diego airport or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I was like looking all Reddit and people were like, yeah, I've done it like so many times. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm taking weed back home on the airplane. That's awesome. And so I did. And I got like violently high on the airplane. It so what happens great. when you land? That's what I've always wondered. You just like you, you just walk out. Like they're not checking you there, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Unless you're like flying into another country. Yeah. Like you're pretty good. Because they're always like, because I know that's a rule where you can you can fly up to an ounce in California, but it's like, what happens when you land in Kentucky? And they're like, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I guess if you're really unlucky and like. <laughs> Yeah. You walk by a TSA agent who... There just happens to be a dog nearby. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, those... Uh, one of the things that I was reading, and, I mean, it was just on Reddit, but it was just, like, yeah, they don't care about weed. They're not, like, their job isn't to, like, stop weed unless it's, like, you know, like, suitcases full of it or something. <laughs> like, maybe if you have, like, suitcases full of it, you're, like, maybe doing something bad. I don't know. But, like probably not <laughs> yeah as long as isis doesn't start carrying joints around we're good <laughs> honestly they need to it'd be better for everyone yeah they they just need to smoke <laughs> a bowl and chill the fuck out <laughs> we should we should be dropping joints not bombs it's a good idea let's turn let's turn pantex into a dispensary Chem- real chemical warfare <laughs> just thc wax bombs that'd be pretty cool as long as no one dies, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's so hard to like kill anything with weed, yeah. right? Like the like whatever you'd have to smoke would be like almost impossible to smoke. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like your own body weight or something like that. Something crazy. It's some, something like more than your own body weight, probably, <laughs> and like within a specific time frame. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Snoop Dogg's still alive, there's no way I could I could ever, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe if you were inside of, like, a really small, airtight space and you just, like, hotbox the shit out of it and had an asthma attack. <laughs> I could see that. That makes sense. It's terrifying. Yeah. I don't know why I used to do that so much. Hotboxing. Man, I still do. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, in high school... I didn't have anywhere else to keep it, so it would just be in my car. Like, I could have gotten in trouble so many times. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, my truck always smells like (laughs) It's kind of a problem. And my sticker's out right now. But, like, so, I have a garage in my apartment, and so I'll, like, park my car in there, and then I'll, Mm -hmm. like, go smoke in my garage. And I don't want to, like, bother my neighbors. Mm -hmm. I, like, I've been living there for, like, four months, and I still haven't met my next-door neighbors. Like, I just never see them, but I don't know if they're cool or not. So. Yeah. And, like, I smell it when they cook dinner, so I assume they probably, <laughs> like, smell it if I smoke weed in my kitchen or something like that. So I just hotbox my truck. I probably do. It's yeah. Nice. That happens. I had some complaints when I lived in Canyon. Yeah, people are like that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Cane cops aren't the worst, but like I definitely don't want to talk to them. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. That's funny. I got pulled over by two of them two nights in a row on my bike. <laughs> on your bike? <laughs> on my bike. Oh, wait, you tweeted about that, right? Yeah, I, like I saw that. Yeah, it was like riding my home, my bike home from work, and uh, it was like literally a block from my house. And this cop car pulls up in front of me, and I'm like, "Oh shit, what's going on?" But I thought they were like something else was going on uh-huh. and so like, I, just, I just kept 
you know, riding my bike, and this other cop car came up behind <laughs> me. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, what's happening? That's funny. You should have had, like, a high-speed chase <laughs> on a bicycle. <laughs> so, so... They're uh, not taking me in. <laughs> I, uh... I had just... I'd gotten off work. I went to the new Allsups that's over there by Ranch House. Mm-hmm. And then I cut across... Totally pointless, but yeah, I've been. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I got, I got a tall boy, and... Since I moved back from Canyon, I'd been hearing from people that, like, Canyon doesn't have an open container law. Um, it was just, like, an oversight. They never, like, put one Do in. Do they really not? They really don't, uh, I think. Um, I'll go test it out. Yeah, so I was <laughs> I was testing it out. I, I bought a, uh, I actually got the Voodoo Ranger or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, had a tall boy. I was just riding my bike home. I had a bag of chips, like, hanging from the handlebar. And these cops pull up, and I'm, like, drinking this beer, and, like, cop comes up, <laughs> Officer Romero, like, walks up, and I'm like, uh, okay, so I set it down on the ground by, by me, he's like, hey, uh, we're looking for a guy in a black hoodie, I'm like, all right, <laughs> he's like, are you the colorblind officer? <laughs> <laughs> and he differentiate between black and white, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay, and just kind of, good luck, and I just kind of, like, <laughs> stared at each other, and he's like, so what are you doing, I was like, I'm on my way home from work, I work at Rec, how is it there, I was like, slow, we're doing a rebrand soon, I think, and he's like, oh, cool, so can I see your ID, I was like, yeah, sure, I guess, and then he was like, all right, cool, I'll see you later, and the nice. next night, same cop pulled me over, same on a spot, bike. <laughs> on a bike. Hey, was, man, I missed you. <laughs> he was like, hey, man, we're still looking for that guy. And I was like, <laughs> okay. You're doing a bad job. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not that guy. He's probably halfway to miss. Uh, so, he waited 24 hours. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the dude did, but they're still looking for him. <laughs> That's hilarious. I remember a, a cop pulled me over. I feel like I don't know if it was Ramiro, but it was a it was a Hispanic cop. I can't be that many in Canyon, but he pulled me over and he pretended he smelled weed in my car. I was like I was like no, I haven't I haven't smoked weed in this car. And like oh, friends can get in, and they can have the scent on their hand, and then it can like stick to the door. Dude, fuck and you. I was that like, I don't happen. That, I don't think it works like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he searched my car for like twenty minutes, and he like took everything out of like the the glove box and the middle console and just left it i was like all right dick <laughs> dude i hate this stuff man yeah. so <laughs> i think i was a senior in high school and uh and kinsey was like our freshman year of college and we were dating and you know that uh you know kimbro you can go behind kimbro and there's kind of like that point up there mm-hmm. we like went up there and i was like taking pictures of the moon or some shit and uh some sheriff like pulled up on us and was like what are you guys doing here y'all doing drugs making out whatever I was like, no we we're just like straight up taking can we not make out here <laughs> <laughs> he's like this is actually private property he's like, oh, okay cool like that's funny we'll leave or whatever but then he was like uh we're gonna have to look inside the car or whatever like, okay man cool go ahead do your thing like, that's we didn't crazy have anything yeah and uh looked through it all and then uh the weird thing was is he like turned around and there was this tire like on the ground he was like is that y'all's tire <laughs> <laughs> like uh no and like we're all up on top of this cliff he's like okay <laughs> he like goes and like picks up the tire and like tries to roll it off the edge of the cliff 
but like he doesn't and so he like goes and picks it up tries to roll it off the side of the cliff again and it like rolls the other way and so like we just watched this cop for like probably five minutes trying to like roll this tire down the cliff and he finally gets it like rolls down the cliff and we're like all right and he just like let us go that's how bored out of his mind he is like it's yeah. like, like you want you want to be mad at the cops in canyon but at the same time you're like you have nothing else to do so yeah i mean i would probably fuck with college kids if i was a cop too like i mean actually if i was a cop i wouldn't be a cop <laughs> yeah i wouldn't either but i mean i i got a yeah. i got a couple friends in law enforcement and they're great guys, you know. They wouldn't just choke a black guy for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I uh some would, but <laughs> Ben Wentz. Uh yeah. is he still Time. I like Ben. A cool guy. Um He's a great guy. When that like Tanglewood art collective thing was was happening, um we put on a show uh at a house near like sixth street and everybody was smoking weed outside and stuff mm-hmm. and it was loud as shit. And uh, all of a sudden, everybody starts, like, it's our show. So I'm like, okay, I guess I got to, like, go figure out what's going on. And uh, Ben had driven up to the alley, and there was, like, a like a chain link fence or whatever. <laughs> I went up to it. And then I realized it was Ben. I was like, hey, Ben. Mm-hmm. I don't think he recognized me. He was just like, uh, hey. <laughs> and he was like, we, we just got a noise complaint. Um, just make sure everything's okay. I was like, yeah, I think everything's all right. And uh, he's like, yeah, and just ask the people that are smoking weed to just not. <laughs> he's like, okay, cool. We can do that. We'll, we'll, like, turn down the speakers or whatever. And he's like, cool. Maybe just take the show inside. He's like, all right. And he, like, drove off. I was like, hell yeah, Ben. Thank you. Yeah, he's a cool dude. I would always see him. Uh, I would go to, like, bodegas with my friends. You know uh, Isaac Williams? Yeah. Yeah, him and, like, other people. And I just always happen to be, because I don't like a club. Like, I would just, like, go just because they were going. Yeah, I've and never been to a club. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. But then we'd just be, like, a line of cops, because, like, there used to be some crazy fights, like, at 2, 2 a.m. Big-ass, like, fights, like, 50-plus people all fighting at the same time. Damn. So, yeah, they'd pretty much just all line up on Polk in, like, the turning lane or the middle lane. Waiting they just, for something Yeah, they just happen. make sure, and then I'd be, like, carrying Isaac out, <laughs> out the door. But, yeah, it's always fun. Are there really that many fights? Or there were? There were, yeah. There's been a couple times where it was, like, I was seeing people getting their face stomped in. It was just, like, the whole block was fighting, and I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, we were leaving. I was like, hey, they're fighting over here. So, like, went back and watched, and it was just, like, chaos. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Fighting, like, I don't know. Maybe I got it all out in high school. I got fights in high school, but, like, I don't know. I've never been a fighter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I'll have to eventually, but, no. Jump in. I was like, I'll hit him, like, you know, if it gets out of hand, but I'm just going to yeah, I'm just gonna stand next to you. <laughs> yeah. I was the weird kid on the football team, so, like, people just fucked with me a lot. And every now and then it got to like a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Somebody fuck with me and it like turned into a fight. I don't know, but got it out of my system. That's good. <laughs> it happens. It's. I mean, I th- I feel like it's weird if you're you know, a grown adult getting in fights every week. But yeah, then you have a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's going on in your life. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Anyway, 
we so off the rails, but it's fun. I'm having a good time. Hell yeah. You like the uh, new Belgium? It's good. I wonder if there's a new Belgium. Is this a real place? Or just a fun name? I don't know. Anyway. Schmusic. Schmusic. What got you into uh, making beats? You started in September. You've got like a a pretty good catalog. Um, no, two months. Yeah. Thereabouts. I think I probably like downloaded the trial like September something like that. Maybe the ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've like musicians because of photography and mm-hmm. then like growing up one of my best friends nick allen was like just this pick up any instrument and like he taught me how to play bass so i could join a band nice (laughs) and uh like just watching him i was always just like blown away but i also thought that like muse crazy thing that like i don't i don't know i just didn't know that much about it but like uh, all just seemed like so far away yeah and then uh I think I watched a free, like a Denzel Curry freestyle where he went in with Kenny Beats. I don't even know who Kenny Beats was. And like he makes the beat and then they like do a freestyle or whatever. I was like just watching him make a beat and I was like, whoa, that looks really like cool. It looks like you just need to know the program and then like have samples and then like get your timing right or whatever. And then you can make a song out of it. Yeah. And definitely. So. I like looked into it and then found out that the Ableton trial was free and I've been around like just taking pictures in studios and stuff like that. They were all using Ableton. So I was like, I guess I'll try it and, uh, watched a bunch of YouTube videos and just went from there. <laughs> what I'm doing at all, but I mean, I'm having a lot of fun with it. <laughs> that's how everything works, man. Yeah. That's how instruments work. Yeah. You just got to fuck with it. <laughs> yeah. Just fuck with it until like, you make some and then also i think a huge thing that really inspired me and i didn't realize it at the time but uh and i think it was kind of like a combination of a lot of things i was derrida he's like a french philosopher uh he's kind of like the forefather of deconstructive philosophy um crazy dude and like his entire ideas were just like you take something you pull it apart and put it back together to form either a new context or form a new idea or like object, whatever within a new context or like the context that you created or whatever. I don't know. Crazy wow. like French philosopher. Yeah. Cool dude. I mean, just that basic thought alone is already, I'm already intrigued. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's philosophical reverse engineering kind of. Mm-hmm and then like you put it into something new um which is like how things work like things are generally a progression of like older ideas and stuff like like nobody is ever just like bam new thing out of like nowhere it's usually like something that they were thinking about that came from something else like everything's derivative in a way Mm -hmm. and like the thing that you make that's like new like uh, it's the new thing. It's not necessarily a derivative, but it's made from things that were there before. Like, yeah, definitely, especially with like art, like comedy, music. I don't know. I wonder what the first photo was. Um, kind of want to Google that. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> it's probably like the Civil War. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably something like that. I uh, actually, uh, there's this artist. Uh, I'm getting off track. Um, oh, it's okay. There's no track. <laughs> so, what really got me interested in music and like started opening up my mind to like, oh, I think I could probably do that was a combination of reading Derrida and then watching Hayden Pedigo and uh, Stan Coldiron, uh, their old noise band, Plastic Mind Staircase. We had a show at the 806 for the that Tanglewood Collective, mm-hmm. and they played, and Hayden played a rake with a microphone. Like He just took a rake and kind of like... <laughs> really yeah it was weird but like it sounded cool and it was just like a bunch of noise and like at first it just it's honestly just kind of annoying but then like (laughs) (laughs) like it builds and then like all of a sudden like there's this theme uh that you hear in it and then like it resolves or it doesn't and i don't know it's like going to the orchestra for the first time Mm -hmm. but like the orchestra were like these two weird guys not wearing shirts in the middle of the 806 and Mm -hmm. hayden was like on the ground smashing a microphone into a rake but it sounded cool and i was like whoa i didn't know you could do that that's crazy (laughs) playing a rake yeah and and so like when i saw that and that was like before that was probably like shit that was probably like three or four years ago Mm mm-hmm and when I saw that, I was like, man, like, you can do anything. Um, yeah. And that, like, that's probably what sparked, like, the very first, I think I can make music. Dude, I want to see, I wanna, I haven't really gotten into his music. Like, I, I didn't know who he was until he made those campaign videos. And I respect him a lot just for actually running. And I know yeah. he, he got a lot of shit for that, but, like... I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool too. <laughs> I I think Hayden is an amazing person. Like he's a he seems really nice. He's a creative genius, and honestly, like his music is amazing. And nice. like the stuff that he puts out under his own name is like beautiful. And then like Plastic Mind Staircase, like I don't know. He he even talks shit about it. Mm-hmm. Like I was I had a beer with him not too long ago. I was doing a photo project uh, for the bank he works for. And we were talking about it. He was like, "Man, yeah, I didn't really like. I like looking back on it. I don't like it, but like, it was good for what it was. I thought, and like, I don't know, blew my mind. <laughs> and it like, I I didn't know anything about noise music. I didn't even know it was like a genre or whatever. And then like he and Stan did it, and I was like, "Whoa, that's really cool. That is cool. Nice." See, I just know about these guys through other people. Like I've seen, like I've seen Hayden like around town. Like he went to the eight hundred six. Like when he was like campaigning. Yeah. And then he got like kicked off the mic. Yeah. By the host. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, he was asking people to ask him questions. Someone asked him who he voted for in the last election. He said he didn't vote. And like Thomas Thompson, the host, like was like, "All right, we gotta get you out of here." <laughs> we live in a democracy. <laughs> he was like genuinely upset. I was like, I mean, a lot of people didn't vote. Most of the yeah. country didn't vote, so like, <laughs> can't yeah. be that mad. <laughs> I didn't vote, but I was in Uganda, so I kind of have an excuse. A good excuse. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to vote in the next one. I just. I already see all the candidates, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Man, no, yeah. no to whoever's up there <laughs> i'm the same way i uh i don't know i i get 
I feel like the most unpatriotic person ever. <laughs> My brother is like a recon marine. And, nice. uh That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's cool, but like, I don't know. I just, I could never do that. I like I could never be in the military. I I could maybe like be a cop or something, because mm-hmm. like at least then I'd feel like I'm serving a community and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know. Like Bro, I almost joined the army just because they messaged me. <laughs> it, legit, like I went in there and I took the the ASVAB test and I got like a ninety seven percent on it. And they were like, "You can do any job you want. We need you to sign up now." And I was like, "Oh, I just wanted to see. I just want. I was just curious." Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but, my brother was telling me that there's a MOS that's a combat photographer, and I was like, oh, shit, really? Mm-hmm. Like, And then for, like, probably a month, I was thinking about it, but I just don't believe in the government enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like the entire reason the world is fucked up is because of patriots, like, people that are like, my country is better than yours or whatever. Like, I don't know. And yeah. I mean, it, like, that's just like a basic human thing, you know, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. I don't want to participate in it. I love like every yeah. place that I've ever been. That's not America. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You like, just, you don't know what you're, what you're actually fighting for, you know, unless you're. Yeah. And I don't want to get like ordered to go to some country where I like honestly feel we shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, if someone is like attacking us, you know, like I could, I could go to war, you know, like if Russia you know, like a Pearl Harbor situation, which there's also theories that that was just a call, a, a reason for us to go to war. But I don't know. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> I don't want to go to the Middle East and be like, we need to topple this government and then just leave a vacuum so someone else can come in and we can yeah. restart slavery. Like, I don't want to do that shit. But <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, but like, if there's a threat. Yeah, if there's then, bad people doing bad shit, yeah. like, we should. I will. Like if there's if there's a threat to us, I'll I'll go to war. Like if if it, if it's gonna affect my my home turf, then I could do it. Yeah. But like if they're doing some shit over there, let them let them do that shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if like all of a sudden there was an army like in like invading Canyon, Texas, Red mm-hmm. Dawn style. I don't know. I have a gun. I'd probably like take a shot at him or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like at the same time, I don't know. I just. Mm-hmm. but then yeah like <laughs> i feel that way and then i hear like like legit military guys talk like on rogan's podcast you know tim kennedy mm. oh he's like a super badass but um they're really they're just talking and they're like yeah there's evil in this world and it's not going to go away and we're the only people who are stopping it at this rate so and there's yeah. guys there's i think there's people who are born to do that there are people who are bred and they're just they're meant to be heroes. They're meant to go stop evil. Yeah, they're kick meant- down doors. Yeah. Take aims. I mean, that's what my brother is gonna do or trying to do and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And, like, I respect the hell out of him. I hope he never gets, like, sent to somewhere where, like, mm-hmm. we're not supposed to be or something like that. But, like, if he's keeping bad people from hurting good people, then, yeah. like, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like, uh, you know, America's guilty of a lot of things. But there's also, like, they've also, like, helped a lot all over the world Yeah. at the same mix- time. It probably, yeah. like, it probably equals out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it feels it feels like a mixed bag to me. Um, 
I don't know. I I listened to the Edward Snowden uh, podcast mm. uh, with Joe Rogan, and I just like came away from it like feeling like we already live in the like uh, technological. What would you call that? Um, dystopian like world, and we don't even know it. <laughs> yeah, that's. I feel. I feel like we've been in that 1984 book for a decade. Yeah, already. And, and one of the weird things that I feel about it is that, like, in a way, it's like self-imposed through like social media. Absolutely. Uh, and like social norms and stuff like we're that. We're being we're being but, controlled like, very easily. Yeah, but, like, at the same time, I kind of think it's always been that way. It's just, like, a little bit more apparent and a lot easier for it to happen Mm -hmm. because it's all over the internet and things on the internet happen so fast. But I've I've been programmed. Like, our phones are designed, the notifications, the swiping. It's like, uh, I was listening to Kanye West do an interview, and he's crazy. But he says some, like, he dropped some truth bombs, and he was just talking about how, like, that's uh the way our brain works when we like when we're like swiping i forgot what he said but it's like uh it's a mechanism in your brain yeah it makes you want to release release makes you want to keep going and that's why like tinder is such a big thing yeah that's why like mobile gaming is such a big thing and i put minecraft on my phone all the time (laughs) (laughs) but it's like yeah these notifications just keep popping up and i do the same thing like when i post like something on instagram I go back and I check it like every 15 minutes. Like, how many people liked it now? Is it enough people like it? If not enough people liked it, I'm going to delete it. It's a dumb picture. I probably should delete it. And then, like, it gets enough likes. I'm like, okay, I'll leave it. But it's like, even I can't, like, I've I've done a thing where, like, if I upload a picture, I just got to put my phone away so I don't check it. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. And I don't even, like, I don't like changing my, like, profile pic on, like, Facebook because then it gets a bunch of likes. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to, like, you know, like inflate my head or ego or whatever. So I just like, yeah. I don't like changing the pick. Cause then like, don't fucking like it. Like just leave it. <laughs> just let me change the pick. Don't announce that I changed it. Just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the, the things going on in my brain. <laughs> yeah. And, and like that, that's, that's real. Like that's, that's what it is. I have a, like, I don't know. I, I used to do that when I was like pretty young like I, you can actually like go back to like my very first post on Instagram. It's like mm-hmm. me when I was like a freshman in college, just like posting like dumb shit, like mm-hmm. not even photography and stuff like that. And uh, I I used to like look at those pictures and the likes and stuff. And at like some point, something in my head just kind of like switched, and I was just like wasn't interested. And mm-hmm. ever since then, I've kind of been using it as like a, almost like a personal like archive. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I post photos and stuff, it's cause I like want to, want it to be there. And it also like helps if I have like something I'm trying to announce or something that I'm trying to do and stuff. But like, I don't know. I turned all of my notifications off like a I did long too. time ago. Except for Facebook messenger. Cause I talked to a lot of people through messenger. Yeah. I had to turn all my ne- message, uh, notifications back on because people started trying to pay me (laughs) (laughs) that's funny no i was i was debating turning on my tweet notifications just because we were talking over twitter oh yeah i i keep my tweet notifications on because i love twitter like mostly just for like funny like weird shit yeah like i used to have a old twitter account where i like uh, i just posted like dumb shit but like i don't know there was this corner of twitter 
like i don't know 2012 to like 2014 or something mm-hmm. it was just like it was weird twitter and like it, it like it was like going to 4chan or something but it was mm-hmm. like the weird corner of twitter and now it kind of seems like all of twitter is weird <laughs> yeah twitter seems like really huge and then you like take a step back and you're like not that many people are even aware of twitter like <laughs> yeah in the, twitter? In the grand strange. scheme of things Twitter's strange. I like it though. It's a it's a lot of fun. I uh, when I was younger, I used to like I used to use that as like almost a journal, and I would just like I would put like anything that came into my mind like on Twitter. Yeah, I, would, I, too. I would like talk to myself on Twitter and like have threads of like forty tweets where it's just like me basically talking to myself. I don't know. Eighteen was a weird age. <laughs> For sure. For sure. It's a good time. I just I just get annoyed with myself, like because my phone tells me how long I spent on social media. Yeah, and then I the set a time and all that. I had jazz. to set a time limit on it for like five hours a day, and then sometimes I hit it, and I'm just like so mad at myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I think mine sits around like two hours, and like an hour of that, I think it's like two hours and forty three minutes, mm-hmm. like on average, and. uh most of that is minecraft i play a lot of minecraft on my phone (laughs) i just i get mad at myself like when i'm in a one-on-one conversation with someone and i'm like oh like not even i didn't even get a notification i just checked my phone out of habit yeah it's like my phone misses my face (laughs) yeah i mean like it's weird we're kind of like wired to them and uh i don't know loop back to like sort of i don't know where were we talking about religion and stuff yeah, Buddhists. Oh, yeah. How uh, Buddha had the first cell phone. Oh, right. That makes <laughs> sense. Um, I uh, I read a book called I don't remember, but it was guy. It was by a guy named Noah Harari or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I have it on my phone, so I'm just gonna look at it. Yeah, look at it. Um, take a gander. Because people, people should check it out. Um, but one of the big things he talked about was things move towards like a single point. Homo Deus, a brief history of humanity, or a brief, brief history of tomorrow. There was another one that he wrote before that that was about oh, Sapiens, a brief history of humankind and uh one of the like biggest takeaways that i got from it is that like all things move towards a single point and i think like there's similar things in uh like physics and like definitely in buddhism definitely in christianity and islam mm-hmm. um like until christianity really um there wasn't really a religion that was like trying to bring everybody together, you know, like people were just kind of like, this is our tradition. Fuck everybody else. Like we, we might kill yeah. you. Like nobody was trying to like convert people, you know, that's a good point. Like, like Jews aren't out converting people. Yeah. And like, they would like, you can, you, you could like marry into a Jewish yeah. family and stuff like that, but, but like, they're going to judge the shit out of you. But yeah. <laughs> and like, throughout human history they like that was a big turning point in human history was when like jesus was like let's bring everybody together Mm -hmm. and it mimics 
like the in physics like a sing uh, like an actual singularity black holes uh like the idea that like the big bang is someday going to like kind of recollapse mm-hmm. into itself into a singularity or whatever and then like tech with technology uh, like someday we're probably going to combine with it and i feel like these are the first signs like yeah elon musk talked about that yeah i mean i feel like it's coming um i'm super excited dude i want i want like a google inside of my head because i have so many questions i don't there's so many (laughs) there's so many black mirror episodes where that goes wrong you know yeah like if they can (laughs) if they can get it right i want it like but if i'm gonna get ads and like the peripheral vision and stuff like i don't want it but like man i have so many questions about like so much dumb shit Mm -hmm. and I don't know what to talk to people mm-hmm. about like most of the time. So I just end up asking everybody a lot of questions <laughs> and I, it'd be nice to just be able to like look at something and like Google it and like learn you everything. Imagine about it. that though. Cause then like public school would be obsolete. Yeah. And maybe it should be, <laughs> yeah, maybe it should, but then it wouldn't, there'd still be the thing of like misinformation times 10. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like there's already that. I mean, like our yeah. education system miseducated. Like, if mm-hmm. you went to, if you go to school in Texas right now, if you went to school in Texas at any point in time, like yeah. you were definitely misinformed by about a lot of stuff. And then, like the the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world would would be trying to to regulate, you know, the our brain's capacity to Google, and then <laughs> fucking there'd be huge debates. I don't know. That'd be <laughs> yeah. I'd like. Uh, like it's I, I think I've heard it described and maybe it was Elon Musk that was saying it like it's an event horizon we can't see beyond it like we don't know what it's gonna be like we can only guess at a few things and like the implications of it are gonna be just absolutely like changing to like our very nature of reality oh, like imagine the conspiracy theories it's like the government's in our heads man <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Everything. Yeah. I don't know. Everything's crazy. The more I think about like anything these mm-hmm. days, the more I'm just like, whoa, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> but it also seems like the the like mental health is is getting worse. I don't know if that's statistically true. That could just be anecdotal. I could just be like my personal opinion. But I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of a lot of mental health issues. You know. And if, yeah i i definitely think and that, combining technology into our brain isn't gonna help <laughs> yeah i think that definitely um social media and stuff like that can do some really weird things to you yeah absolutely um, like i don't know cloud culture <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean like when i first started like taking pictures and like people started following me a lot on instagram like people from amarillo that i didn't really know who heard me about me from like somebody else and started following me i'd like run into somebody at the grocery store and they'd be like oh you're ea burdette and i like go by eric yeah. <laughs> but my you know my <laughs> handles that and i'm like i've never been called that in public before so EA i'm like sports you know i'm like whoa okay that, that's weird i go by eric but yeah hey man what's up and like introductions got weird i got like kind of weirded out with like introductions because it was like hey man like 
follow you on Instagram or whatever, mm-hmm. or like you'd see somebody and like you think you recognize them from like social media or something, mm-hmm. and like you think you know them and then you realize you don't know them or something. Yeah, that's always weird. Yeah, and so like I don't know, I'm bad at introductions anyways, and so like, yeah. they just got even stranger. Like once I started thinking about like how I knew this person through social media or whatever, mm-hmm. and I don't know, at a certain point I was just kind of like, ah, eh, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, like no... this is our new reality. Like it's just time to embrace it and be like genuine about like I don't know. Hey, I see your shit on whatever. Yeah. Like I like. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. There's no. There's no like proper etiquette for like. I only know yeah. this person online. <laughs> like, do yeah. we, do we say hi or do we just pretend? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's like everything, really, because like the internet's only been here for so long, and it's not like we really planned for the internet to be what it is today. Yeah, like, it just kind of happened. Or nobody like, saw this coming. Yeah, we're just along for the ride, and like the same stuff with like uh, automated trading in the stock market. Nobody knew what it was gonna like do really other than like a handful of like really smart oh, people yeah. i don't understand stuff. the stock market at all yeah me either <laughs> but like, like from what i do understand like there's a lot of algorithms that like yeah and a lot of like stock that just kind of goes missing because like an algorithm like i don't understand didn't. like how how are we not controlling the price you know what i mean like we decided gold was expensive Nobody decided that but us. <laughs> yeah. Like if we wanted to, gold would be a cent. It'd be worth a gold bar would be worth a cent if we wanted it to be that. Yeah. So it's like, oh, gold went up twelve points. Like what the fuck does I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just need to study. I don't know. I have no I, idea. I mean, like, yeah. The entire idea of money is like kinda crazy. Yeah, we created that whole thing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, just just did it. <laughs> it's whatever we want it to be. Kinda like whatever time it is right now, it's whatever time we want it to be. <laughs> so, wow what time is it 11 13 11 13 you need to get out of here soon no i don't have anything going okay really. cool am i keeping you up no i had a a thing that guy was like i'm in kansas so i'm good oh yeah do you mind if i have another beer yeah go ahead man have you only had one yes sir oh yeah you can have up to three or four if you want. <laughs> I think two will be great. Two will be good. Okay, I'm going to have another one too. I wasn't even going to drink today, but you know, podcasts. Hell yeah. You know how they go. Oh, this has been good. We've talked about a lot, covered a lot. Hell yeah. I like uh your knowledge on books. I'm just repeating shit. Yeah, but it's, I mean, that's that's all anyone does, really. Yeah, it's like the thing you mentioned earlier, where it's like we're just taking other people's ideas and kind of like reforming them into our own. Yeah, you know? <laughs> oh, I like I don't know that Derrida dude, cool guy. Which one? Jacques Derrida. Oh, the French. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he was an interesting dude. He uh. He would like, he tried to write a book, uh, with no meaning, for like, ten years. <laughs> How'd it go? I think he like got really frustrated and just said it couldn't be done. <laughs> if I remember correctly. I don't even. How do you start that? I don't know. I think. <laughs> because not having a meaning gives it a meaning. 
yeah ex- exactly <laughs> and so like that that was like his entire thing uh, like a lot of his um stuff like nobody knew what to do with for like a long time everybody was like oh this is cool this is interesting but like if you ever read Dare Dodge, it's like absolutely baffling, and you kind of have to also have somebody that like has a lot of experience with it. Be like, oh, this is actually like what Dare is talking about when he's talking about like ghosts and others and shit like that. And like, there's some weird terminology. And uh, part of the book that he was trying to read with read write with like no meaning was like compiled of a bunch of letters that he had <laughs> he just like dumped them on the floor and then like took bits and pieces and like strung them together and stuff trying to like make something that didn't make sense and wow it's just like all right dude <laughs> but very interesting guy he would like disappear for like really long periods of time and like just have his students teach his class <laughs> and like nobody knew what he was up to and then he'd like come back and he'd like completely change like what he was saying about something but and like people had been convinced that what he had been saying was like correct in the first place and they'd be like you're all idiots for even believing that here's something new is that a is that a mental disorder i mean maybe (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that sounds cool as hell uh, yeah, he was an interesting dude. Um, Sounds like if like Michael Scott was a philosopher, you know? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like I don't know. He uh, his biggest thing, and like he he was a linguist, uh, mm-hmm. like more than he was a philosopher. And like a lot of his like linguistic stuff is what he's like really remembered for. And linguist is a type uh, of pasta. I'm just kidding. I'm just, kidding. <laughs> just somebody that studies languages <laughs> and uh, like a lot of what he uh like his writing was very playful like he was very playful with like his philosophy and his like linguistics and stuff and he called language play um Mm. i don't know that's interesting guy i haven't read a lot of books but i can compare that to uh clockwork orange because I read that shit in high school, and I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who the author was, but he was really good at like making up words, playing with words. Yeah. Playing with language. Because, like, did you have a cross white in high school? I did, but she had her baby, like, mm. two weeks into the year, and so we had, like, a substitute teacher for most of the year. She was probably one of the best teachers I've ever had. That teacher is the reason I went to Uganda nice i read uh well i mean like not the exact reason but Mm -hmm. like that the idea of going to at least the congo Mm -hmm. was in my head from that class because we read heart of darkness and i was like whoa like i didn't really know anything about africa before i'd read heart of darkness and then Mm -hmm. i read that and then it like opened the doors up to like reading actual like african authors rather than like (laughs) uh you know the colonizers (laughs) that's that's cool. I uh, I saw her reading A Clockwork Orange. Like she had a copy of it, and I I watched the movie, and I was like, that movie's trippy as fuck. What's the yeah. book like? It was like he has like his own language. It's actually pretty interesting. And so like I went and bought it on Amazon, and it was yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. The movie's trippy. Very trippy. Classic. I don't know. It was just British movies. I've only seen two British movies, and they were like very similar. Like that movie. And there's a movie with uh, 
damn, what's that dude's name? The guy who played Venom. And he was in that movie Lawless. Oh, hold on. I got to Google him. I got a computer in front of me. But he was in a movie called Bronson. Oh, yeah. That was a good movie. But it reminded me of A Clockwork Orange. I felt like it was... Yeah. They were similar. The same kind of, like, grit. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hardy. I didn't even yeah. know that dude was British until I watched that movie. But that was a trip. I was actually... um Probably shouldn't say this, but the first time I did coke, <laughs> I stayed up all night and we watched that movie. It was fun. Hell yeah, it's a good time. I uh, never done coke. It's it's not worth it. It's overhyped for sure. Yeah, I've always just kind of felt. I don't know. I don't like feeling manic. Mm-hmm. I I've always just felt like if I did coke, I just feel manic. Yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> When I did it, my like my face twitched a lot. So <laughs> I feel like my face twitches like enough at when I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I just be like spazzing out. That's funny. Man, we keep going off on tangents. Philosophy. You know what I mean? That's all I had there. Um that's cool. So uh do you have any uh, plans like for the future like what what do you want to um go as far as as what you're getting into now uh not really i like so i'm going on tour with whole milk mm-hmm. when they come back um i think they're going to be here for like an entire month i think they come back on like the 8th or 9th and then they're going to be here oh wow hi dogs uh, they're going to be here for like a month and then I think like December 1st maybe like they're just heading out and I'm just going to go with them. So that's my, that's kind of like my future plans. Uh, I don't know, maybe if it works out, I'll hop onto another tour if I can manage it that's or something. Awesome. But I have two dogs and <laughs> I really don't want to like get rid of them. And so like... I'm trying to find like places for them to stay while I'm mm-hmm. gone for a couple weeks and stuff, and then I don't know, figure out. I'm like, I'll figure it out as I go. How long did you person. say the tour was? They said I could come along for like two weeks, but like I'm, we talked about it when I did a shoot for them at Mariposa, and then um, we've kind of like chatted over Instagram, but it's kind of just like, yeah, we'll talk about it when we're all there. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure on the details, but I'm excited. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, I'm, like, really hoping there's a chance we might go to New York because there's a few musicians that I know in New York that do a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a band called Bambara that I've worked with a lot, and they go on tour, and, like, it'd be cool to, like, actually meet them and then also maybe, like, hop on their tour or something, like, take pictures of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Just kind of, like, tour hop, but, like, that's not even a real thing other than like mm-hmm. maybe a possibility in my brain you know <laughs> you should do like a uh a vlog or something yeah that'd be I've, cool i've kind of like always wanted to do something like that i've just never really felt like i was doing something interesting enough to do it mm-hmm. and then like when i went to africa i was like oh i could do it now but then like that shit was just so crazy that like <laughs> there wasn't time <laughs> just holding the camera like this guy wants nine thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then a lot of it was just kind of like also like 
I don't know, everybody's already staring at you because you're, like, the white kid in the village. Mm. And then, like, the second you start pointing a camera, like, everybody's like, take my picture. Yeah, that's true. And so, I don't know, it just didn't work out. And, I don't know, things were just crazy there, so. But I thought, man, I thought I had, like, a plan and all of that jazz. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought I was going to, like, maybe stay in Africa for a really long time. I thought I was going to marry Rana at one time. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen. And, like, glad it didn't. Yeah. um, For, like, both of our sakes. And, yeah. And so, like, I thought I knew what was going on. And then I realized I didn't. And then I was just like, okay, cool, whatever. I guess I'm just going to, like, be zen with it and just, like, go wherever. Nobody knows what's going on, man. Yeah. The older you get, the more you realize, like, oh, they don't have it together either. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so I feel like for the past, I don't know, two years or so, I've just kind of been, like, going along with the flow. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm trying to debate if I should talk about this. Um, I started growing mushrooms. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, grew a lot of mushrooms for a little bit. Um, Those are fun. Yeah, mushrooms are amazing. I think that they're, like, honestly very very important and i really hope that the thing in denver like in california spreads mm-hmm. like to everywhere kind of like marijuana did because yeah. it's an amazing thing i haven't i don't do them very often because i feel like if i do them too much it like like a little trippy it ruins this like specialness of them yeah that's I mean, just my personal take but like yeah there's definitely something sacred about them yeah um and you should treat them accordingly uh, at the same time like yeah going to a party on like two or three grams of mushrooms is a nice time <laughs> but like also taking five grams and like laying on the couch and then like just experiencing whatever it is that you experience like that's yeah, worthwhile too that's a trip and i i don't know i see them as a medicine and they've helped me with a lot of things mm-hmm. um but they're also not for everybody. They can Definitely all, not. <laughs> they, they can make schizophrenia worse. They can also help. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Which did, is why there yeah. should be more research on them. I did mushrooms with a friend of mine, Ashton. I think we were, we were probably like 21, 22. I don't know. This party, like we showed up to get them and it was like all high school kids. And it was like, this is awkward as shit. <laughs> so then we like ate them and then we went to the car. And then he thought he would. Yeah, and I was tripping too. So I was like, he's not dying, but like maybe he's dying. <laughs> maybe I am too. I yeah. don't know. And then like I had to drive home. And like we were out in like Rockwell Road. Yeah. Like, so we had to drive all the way back to Canyon, like by the junior <laughs> high. And I thought my car was bigger than the road. Should have should have went to jail probably. Like if I if, <laughs> if a cop would have saw me, I would. There's no way I would have passed any type of test. <laughs> That's funny. And then he like he fell asleep on the toilet. So nice like not even sitting on it like he had his arms on the on the toilet <laughs> and i was just like dude what are you doing it's funny i like i've actually never felt like out of it or like out of control mm-hmm. i i've taken i took 13 grams once really um yeah it was it i didn't even know you could do that that's a lot it's a full I, meal. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally was. I, I cooked it into a stir fry. <laughs> uh, well, I cooked the stir fry and then I put the mushrooms in there because mm-hmm. uh, psilocybin is heat sensitive. So if you cook it too much, 
it'll go away. That's interesting because I've heard people put it into a tea. Yeah, so like, do they avoid I'll, heating it? There's like a certain heat threshold. Mm-hmm. I I make a tea out of it most of the time when I take it, um, but it was actually fresh, so they were like, it was actually 130 grams of mushrooms. Um, they're like they're like 90 percent water. So, like, when you dry them, that's when you weigh it and be like, okay, this is, like, 13 grams. But, oh, like, okay. 130 grams wet is about the equivalent of, like, 13 or 14 mm-hmm. grams dry. And when they're wet, they have uh, silicin, which gets processed by your body into a DMT derivative. Uh, it's, like, one little thing away from uh, from DMT. And I'm just repeating stuff that I've heard... Uh, What's his face? Uh, Paul Stamets. He's kind of like the mushroom guru guy or the modern. Was that guy on Rogan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He has like a hat made out of mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he stuff. talked about climbing a tree during a lightning yeah, storm. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the entire reason I ever started growing mushrooms. And then uh, Terrence McKenna, who's a little bit like more out there, mm-hmm. and like some of the stuff that he talks about, I'm just like, man, whatever. But the stoned ape theory. Yeah, I, I actually like find that one pretty compelling. But like, it is interesting. His time wave zero and uh, like some other things. And then I read his book, uh, True Hallucinations. Mm. I don't even know if that was the name of the book. Maybe it was. Uh, and it was really interesting. It was about him and his older or younger brother Dennis, and they went to the Amazon, uh, hoping to study DMT and ayahuasca. Because uh, they were interested in DMT before, but then they like were trying to figure out how to slow the DMT trip down, and ayahuasca is kind of like the most common way of like having a slow, prolonged DMT trip. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't it way longer? Yeah, it's like way yeah. <laughs> longer. And so they went down there hoping to study that, but ended up actually uh, staying in this village. I think it was called like La Terrera or something like that, and they just ended up. They found a bunch of mushrooms growing in cow patties, and they just, like, ate a lot of mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And their, like, little scientific study kind of got thrown to the side because they were just tripping balls the entire time. That's interesting. See, I think my biggest issue with it is just, like, the feeling I get in, like, the pit of my stomach. Like, even when I, like, think about mushrooms, I just think about that feeling in my stomach, and I'm like, I'm not ready yet. I'll wait. (laughs) (laughs) I think a part of that, too, is also just, uh, like mushrooms are hard to digest so you actually like get a filling in your stomach when you eat mushrooms Mm -hmm. um and the best way to like fight that is tea it just makes it easier to i think that's what i need to do because i hate that like i had that have you done have you tried acid before yeah a couple times really bad first experience i had that similar feeling where it's like i can't drink or eat anything because my stomach feels like so i don't even know the word for it but (laughs) yeah just weird uh, like they're actually like pretty hard on your stomach and like that the, makes sense the actual like especially if they're dry the mm-hmm. like dried mushroom uh like mycelium like wall mushroom wool it's just like hard for your body to break down that makes perfect sense and that, like that's why you're tripping that's not mm-hmm. actually it like you're tripping because there's a psychoactive compound in it mm-hmm. and like i don't know 
Like they'll upset your stomach because mushrooms are hard to digest anyways. Like trip, all mushrooms. Trip is such an accurate term because like after you like come down, you feel like you were on like an eight hour road trip. <laughs> like you're yeah. you're just exhausted. Like your brain. Yeah. I don't care if it's six p.m. <laughs> I need yeah. to go lay down. <laughs> Man, I love the come down from mushrooms. It's like I hate running. Mm-hmm. I hate running so much, but when I take mushrooms. Like I will, I ride my bike really is what I go do. But like before I had a bike, mm-hmm. I would like eat a bunch of mushrooms, and like, you know, chill out. Like just, I do yoga <laughs> when really? I'm on shrooms. I do a lot of yoga when I'm on shrooms. I just feel uncomfortable. Oh, really? Like I just want to like, I want to move. But then when I move, I'm like, no, I want to sit down. And then when I sit down, I'm like, <laughs> I need to get up. And then I get up. I'm like, no, I need to lay down. And then it's just constantly, <laughs> I just don't, I feel like. You just feel antsy. Yeah. Yeah. You just feel abnormal. Yeah. Try yoga next time you. Maybe I should. Like, I don't know. I definitely need to try the tea. The the tea helps. Uh, if you drink it really fast, it like it is definitely stronger. Um, it'll get you t- tripping a lot faster. Uh, and then your like the trip is actually shorter because your body like processes a lot faster. Mm. But uh, I don't know. They're good. And they're good for this, like really, yeah. So like, is uh, is too much bad for your brain? Is there any type of study on that? Uh, I don't know. Because that was my fear, was also part of part of the reason I space it out is because like I feel like it, yeah, might mess up a chemicals or something. But I don't know. It was just my guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that like any psychedelic is a stressful event. Mm-hmm. And any stressful event has a chance to trigger any, like, crossed wires you have in your brain, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're schizophrenic, it definitely has a chance to, like, trigger that. And if you're doing a lot of mush- like a lot of psychedelics in your 20s and stuff like that, and you are schizophrenic but you don't know it yet, it's, really, it's like, usually stressful events that trigger schizophrenia or like Mm -hmm. most mental things and so like it's definitely stressful to your brain and you might not ever Mm -hmm. be the same again there's Mm -hmm. like plenty of cases like if you're like if you feel stable and like i don't know i've done much probably like 30 times Mm. two years and so like i don't know pretty stable i think yeah um, like stable <laughs> you, got a, like, you got a lot of wisdom in you but like also had a really bad acid trip like the very first time i did acid and it made me like question a lot of things and i was just like whoa what the fuck happened and i had like somebody fuck with me while i was on acid and it was not cool and i ended up doing acid again like a month later just to make sure that i wasn't like tripping and mm-hmm. like thinking he was fucking with me or whatever and then i was like oh wait no like that guy was really fucking with me. And then, like, once I realized that, like, I could actually do psychedelics and, like, have my wits about, like, I can do this. And then I just, like, I went crazy, ate a lot of mushrooms all the time. <laughs> and the most part, just came away happier and, like, feeling yeah. more at peace with a lot of things in the world. But, like... Yeah, definitely not. I think uh, the biggest difference between acid and mushrooms for me was, like, I feel like I was less in control on acid of my, like, thoughts. Yeah. I don't know. I felt pretty in control of my thoughts. Although I would get like, man, even when I was being fucked with, like mm-hmm. this person was like p- 
pulling chairs out from under me and stuff. Damn. <laughs> like, real fuckery. Like, in my own house. That's extra fuckery. I kicked him out of my house. I was, that uh, night. <laughs> I wasn't tripping too bad. Like, I was, I was, like, aware, you know? Like, I wasn't, like, like, I'd see something visually, like, stunning, but I'd be like, it's the acid, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. in my head, just loud, uh, like, sirens almost. Everything just would, made me laugh. And I would just close my eyes and I'd see like patterns. And I just like it's when I it's when I like get in the dark by myself it, like turns on extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh I think I would, like mm-hmm. look at my phone and then like my phone would be moving or like I'd look at the screensaver or I'd look at it like, Whoa, this is crazy and I just started laughing because it was just like it was just crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, almost a liquid. Like it looked like, like it was just going through it. <laughs> it was just going to collapse down, like as as if it wasn't even a solid square. Damn. And then I went to the bathroom, and the night before, my roommate was drunk, and for some reason he like got in the tub with his boots, and so there were like boot marks <laughs> in the tub. But when I looked at them, they looked like they were, like doing like figure eights, like they looked like yeah. they were snakes. And yeah. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Everything's amazing. I remember looking at uh, some dead grasshoppers. So the second time I did acid, I did it out like in the middle of nowhere, basically. Mm-hmm. And I was like in this field. <laughs> and I'm fucking, like, I guess I didn't look at the weather or anything. And this giant ass <laughs> came in. And I'm like out there like taking pictures and stuff. And uh, I'm like... I'm like, whoa, these clouds are crazy. And then, like, it just starts storming, and, like, it's hailing on me and shit. Like, literal hail? <laughs> yeah, like, literal wow. hell. And I, like, I'm, like, terrified that I'm going to break my camera. And I'm like, man, I shouldn't have, like, brought my camera. How far were you from, like, your car? I was probably, like, a mile and a half from my car. And you couldn't even point. drive. How'd you get there? Uh, I drove. Wait, did you trip and then, after? So I drove, took the acid, and then I wasn't, oh, okay. like, super far from where I lived at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, once the storm came in, I just, like, went and sat in my car and was, like, into the clouds. And dude, that uh, storms look amazing. Dude, it was awesome, honestly. I had so much fun. I, I love, like, when I'm sober, I like storms. I like just, like, visually look. Yeah. I think they're beautiful. I, so, like, on acid, there's probably, like, ten times more fun to look at <laughs> yeah it was crazy i like i swear i saw like tigers fighting in the clouds and shit i don't know i was just like are those really tigers <laughs> fighting in the clouds right now like i know they're clouds but are, do they actually look like tigers that's the thing too <laughs> clouds on mushrooms they move so fast man mushroom i don't know can't say enough good things about mushrooms changed my life in a really good way i don't want to sound like joe rogan but uh, have you tried DMT? No, I really want to. Oh. Um, I do too, but like, I don't know. When I was going to get it, I had to uh, hit up this guy who I didn't know. You have to Venmo me $80. I have to get it off the dark web. And then I have to be there when you trip. A whole bunch of like extra shit. I was like, I just want to, can I just like meet you yeah, in person? That's <laughs> weird. I proclaim gurus and like people that want to be with you and you trip or whatever. And yeah, stuff. it's also, also I'd never met the guy. He was a friend of a friend. Yeah, that's weird. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I like I've had people so I like oh my god, I 
guess I'll just say that. I don't like I don't know. Come and get me, whatever. But yeah, like come what, get them, folks. when I was growing mushrooms and I would like sell them a lot, I had a couple people ask me if like I would be their shaman or whatever. I'm just like, dude, I don't like no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that sounds so weird. I like yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Like That's always been weird to me where people are like, We're gonna trip and we need a sober sitter. Like why? <laughs> like it's just gonna be one person there not having fun <laughs> <laughs> like i i can kind of get it if you're like the type of person that's like i don't know what i'm gonna do you know like i'm fucking crazy i might i might kill my dog because <laughs> like there's people like that i fucking i lived with a dude that like fucking tried to kill our neighbor's dog and he was sober like what the fuck damn <laughs> but like I don't know. Every time I've done mushrooms, I've honestly felt more rational. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like a supercomputer when I do mushrooms. I'm just like, I could fucking do anything right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm less like, yeah, less likely to do something irrational because I'm just gonna lay there. Yeah, and there's an actual statistic. I'm gonna that... have some irrational thoughts, but I'm not gonna have any irrational actions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's uh, Paul Stamets quotes a study on. Uh, it was like a prison, it was a nationwide prison study, um, and they polled prisoners on what drugs they had done, and apparently people that had done um, mushrooms, most of the people that had done mushrooms had not committed like violent crimes. Mm. Um like, hadn't hurt people and stuff like that. Is that, that like, uh, habitually, or just, like... Like, once you, like, if somebody had one experience with mushrooms, they had, I, and I don't even know how they quantize it or anything mm-hmm. like that, but they had, like, a 12% less chance, less likely chance to commit a violent crime or something like that. And, I don't know, it makes sense to me. Like, yeah, mushrooms are just kind of like, oh, hey, like, you're a person, I'm a person, I don't know what's going on, you probably yeah. don't know what's going on, let's figure it out. <laughs> like, I can't I can't imagine being angry on mushrooms. No, no. I don't think that's even possible. <laughs> yeah, probably not. And, like, if you are, then I'll, I'll talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah, I just, I like the mindset that it puts you in. Yeah, like because I get in the same mindset all the time, and it's just kind of like like I have the same thoughts over and over, like recurring thoughts, where it's just like all every human is the same. Like this whole ego is just a facade that we put on. Like we're all equal, we're all pieces of shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, one of the things that like that reminds me of like the cycle thing. Um, it's like depression, PTSD, all those things are loops. And mushrooms cause neurogenesis, which is like a new growth of neurons. And PTSD and depression and things like that are basically like loops of broken neurons that you get stuck in. And when neurogenesis happens, like it relaminates the sheaths on your neurons and will actually like grow a new path of neurons. And so you can actually like straight up break out of that path. And that's kind of what people wow. talk about when they say, yeah, dude, I had like the worst fucking trip, but you know, four months after that trip, I realized like it helped me break out of the cycle. It helped mm-hmm. me like see these thoughts. And one of the things that mushrooms have always done for me, and sometimes it's like really gentle and sometimes it's like being picked up and just like being sh- like shaked by a giant monster or something. It's just like, 
here are the things in your life that you could improve upon. Here are the things in your life that you have fucked up. And then it's like it closed, It's like it poses a question to you, like, how do you not do that? How do you get out of this loop? Yeah, definitely. And, and I feel like that perception of that is like whatever you perceive when mm-hmm. your brain is growing. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. But yeah, it's the the thoughts you have. It like completely removes your ego, and you're just like, this is you. These are the things you're afraid to think about. Yeah. These are the things you're afraid to admit about yourself. Yeah. But here it is. And I like I would even say that it doesn't completely remove your ego, but maybe even like integrates it, reintegrates it into like a, I don't know, into a system, if that makes sense. So like, I can't wait to listen to this again. But go ahead, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't know systems. complex have all these crazy side effects and like one of the theories on like consciousness is that like it's just what happens when you have like a complex like system of neurons or whatever and like all of a sudden you're just fucking conscious or whatever Mm -hmm. but like i mean that's what the internet is it's just a system of like interconnected nodes and stuff that all connect and then everything that has arisen has been all these things being connected together Mm -hmm. uh and like if you just look at the images and i'm like definitely just repeating stuff that i've heard before but like the milky way your brain synapses and then uh actual mycelium that like mushrooms grow out of they all start as like individual nodes that come together and connect you could make the same argument for like civilization people's nodes coming together connecting and creating a bigger structure Mm. a bigger Thing. So you're saying like the biggest picture, as in like the galaxy, yeah, is like a representation of that. Yeah, and like we're all kind of microcosms of that, um, and like mushrooms, I feel like are an example of that. Any mushroom, not even just like magic mushrooms mm-hmm. or whatever, mycelium in general, it it all is like a network based thing. Um, that's the word I was looking for. Not some but networks, uh, interconnected nodes, all interacting with each other and then those interactions and the complexity all give way to whatever (laughs) yeah like it's the it's the universe it's the milky way galaxy your protons and electrons and yeah and how they interact and all of that stuff and then like you can look at social media the internet in general and then also just social relations and like Mm -hmm. see webs and actually my very first I don't know if it was like me tripping on mushrooms or if it was me meditating because the very first time I did mushrooms, I only took two grams, like very low dose. I only did one the first time. Oh, wow. And I didn't feel anything until I like, was falling asleep. The fridge is really loud. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was my first experience. They they do increase your uh, hearing. Like, like they make it more sensitive. Um, but like the very first time I was like, I was sitting there and then like all of a sudden I just had this like superimposed image of like stars and all these little lines connecting to like the stars and then on each star I like all of a sudden saw the like people in my life like mm-hmm. their faces and like all of a sudden like saw these ways that they were connected and then like like all of a sudden like 
my relation to like so many people made sense to me Mm -hmm. at least and i don't really know how to i don't know even explain it still and that was like two years ago (laughs) i got you that's awesome i gotta take a quick break no problem i'm sorry to interrupt because we were on a good tangent like i said earlier like the idea that all things go towards a singularity Mm -hmm. that's kind of the same thing what i think about with like mushrooms and like complex systems or whatever we don't know where they're going but they're going towards something to like some point mm-hmm. and uh like, like you can actually kind of look at a mushroom as a singularity in itself uh like a mushroom is not actually like that's not what a, like a mushroom is it's mycelium and mushrooms are an expression of mycelium so like they're the, they're the they're like the apple on the apple tree mm, if that okay. makes sense i think so yeah like, like it's just the reproductive organ of the mycelium okay for it to drop its spores and then like multiply is that the only um i guess organism plant that mycelium is found in so like mycelium is just all like it's a fungus yeah okay um this is not not even a plant like they breathe oxygen um but yeah mushrooms are just like kind of or fungus that kind of fungus anyways it's like it's its own thing interesting and there's a lot of different kinds of them but Mm -hmm. and they all do different crazy stuff like lion's mane um is really good for your brain i've heard of lion's mane yeah and it does actually a similar thing to uh like magic mushrooms neurogenesis kind of thing Mm. uh it's just like less pronounced yeah i think i've like pretty sure like it's a sponsor on rogan's podcast yeah four stigmatic makes a but that one's not hallucinogenic right no not at all (laughs) i and i actually grow that one too nice so what are the benefits of that one just you're like more uh aware focused things like that yeah uh well like the main benefit is uh it re-laminates your called synapses uh yeah like the sheath that goes around a neuron okay Uh, like if you have alzheimer's that sheath like dissolves in uh any type of neuropathy Mm. Uh, like whenever your nerves or whatever die it can actually help with that that's crazy are there studies like with uh alzheimer's patients yeah um i think paul stamis did one and uh there's another one where they did it with rats where they like took i think paul stamets talked about it on the joe rogan Mm -hmm. one where they like fucked up rat brains and then like fed them a bunch of lion's mane for a few months and they were like better that's crazy (laughs) yeah it's wild stuff it's amazing how many studies come from rats yeah (laughs) i saw that they made like rats drive cars recently like oh, yeah. they had a rat driving a car did it do well yeah it like <laughs> stopped at like stop signs and shit <laughs> or like they made it go through a maze or something i don't i don't I'm remember a, what i'm it gonna was. get a rat chauffeur <laughs> dude someday i read a book um gun with occasional music my uncle gave it to me and it's uh set in the future and everybody is on like a thousand different types of drugs all drugs have been legalized but like mm-hmm. the government is in control of all of it and uh that's scary 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and like that, that's the point of the book is like, don't let the government do that. <laughs> and mm. uh, everybody gets on this like one specific blend that kind of like just makes you, uh, I don't know, the ideal worker. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like, like you're just a zombie. Like you go to work, you get your fix at like as your wage, basically. Then you mm-hmm. go home, you do it, you pass out. You're ready for work the next day. Damn. Like, but uh, in the book, they've also figured out how to, like, evolve things, like, immediately. So, like, you have, like, horses walking around, like, talking to people. I think, like, the main character, you never really know, but, like, it's kind of implied that he's a dog. (laughs) (laughs) He's, like, a private investigator, but, like... He's also a dog, like a talking dog, but it's also like really gritty and like fucked up and dark. So <laughs> that's awesome. What's it called? A uh, gun with occasional music. That sounds. That sounds like a movie I saw. But I don't remember what it was called. I don't know. The Have you seen that show Atlanta? Yeah. That dude. Uh, I think it's Lakeith Stanley. Am I saying that right? He was in a movie where he was like in a, he worked at a call center and he'd put on a white voice and then uh, they were doing this thing where they would, they upgrade him. Lakeith Stanfield, that's his name. What is that movie called? Anyway, they were turning them into horses with the cocaine they were snorting. (laughs) But it sounds, it sounds kind of like a similar concept. Yeah. That's interesting. I got to see what the name of that movie is. Yeah, I'm gonna write that down because I want to watch it now. It was I watched it on Hulu. I I spoiled the ending kind of, but it's, right. it's still a cool movie. Yeah. Sorry to bother you. That's what it is. I thought it was thank you for waiting, but it's sorry to bother you. Yeah, but yeah, he works in a call center and like he gets moved up over his friends because he has a better white voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like starts making a lot of money, and then he gets in like the circle of people and then he finds out they're turning people into horses so. <laughs> that's crazy it's a wild movie that's interesting it is it's very interesting but yeah it's got some goofiness to it but that's what makes it that's what makes it cool so. oh, yeah. <laughs> um all right so i like to ask uh wrap up questions if you could uh make everyone in the world do something for 30 days doesn't matter what it is just make everyone in the world do something yoga. every day for 30 days yoga yoga yeah for sure it's a good it's a good answer see no one ever answers it the same way that's why that question's fun okay and uh if you could take a time machine to any point in your life uh future or past uh where would you go and what would you tell yourself oh that one's hard Man, I'd probably take it to the future, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know what I'd tell myself. <laughs> I I think that if I took a time machine to the future and saw myself, I probably wouldn't talk to myself. You think it'd be weird? Like myself don't even want to look at me right now. Yeah, what if myself kills me? What if it like, freaks out? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I would even kill anybody. But 
that's the thing too like if you went to the past do you think your younger self would even like they'd probably be like fuck off weirdo <laughs> man i feel like i i don't know i feel like you get stuck in a loop you know <laughs> yeah. uh like i don't know because if you go to your past it like completely changes your past probably yeah um especially if you like step on a butterfly yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know i'm i mean like i've had some shitty stuff happen in my life and like sometimes i think it'd be nice if it hadn't happened Mm -hmm. but like i don't i don't know i'm happy now so i don't know that there's anything that i would change um Man, I think if I if I did build a time machine, like no matter what, I probably wouldn't talk to myself. Yeah, I I probably just like sit back and observe. I I just thought of I think it was a skit on Robot Chicken. Have you ever seen Robot Chicken? Uh, like a few times. They not a whole lot. They're ridiculous, but they had they had a little skit called Dicks with Time Machines, and that's immediately what I thought about. Or they would like go to the past and just like kick Abraham Lincoln in the balls or like random stuff like that. I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, if I had a time machine, I'd probably like go back to ancient Rome. I'm like fascinated by Rome. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. There's a uh, one of my favorite comedians, Nate Bargatze. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's like, if I took a time machine to like 1920, like. I'd probably just have to get a job as a waiter. Like, <laughs> I'd be doing worse than I am right now. Like, it's like they don't want to know things, you know. And I don't have the answers. Like, I'd be like, "Hey, in the future, yeah. in the future, we have cell phones." And they'd be like, "Really? Like, What's how a do, cell phone? Like, how do those work?" And it's like, uh, I think like satellites. And they're like, "What are satellites?" It's like big pieces of metal. Wait, wait, like, <laughs> wait, like twenty, forty years. It's like they're they're going to know things. They're gonna be like, "Who's the next president?" I'm like, uh. Pfft. Fuck, I don't even remember. I grew up in Texas. They didn't tell me. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> Honestly, like, if I had a time machine, I wouldn't go to the past. Like, I watched uh, I watched that movie The Night on Netflix mm-hmm. recently. We live, like, I mean, like, things can always be better for, like, everybody everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, in places of pover- poverty and, like, uh, just like lack and stuff like that yeah but like on the whole most people live better than like kings ever did <laughs> yeah definitely but, and like that's a that's a weird thing to think about like like as a as a whole there's less starvation yeah like henry the fifth died of like the shits <laughs> <laughs> like you can go to a gas station and get like some pepto and like fix that shit <laughs> that's true i didn't know he died from that that's crazy. Like, I guess, I don't know. I read the Wikipedia page after mm-hmm. I watched the movie because, like, I just needed to know more. And he either died of the shits or heat stroke. And, yeah, like, I mean, both of those things are avoidable now. <laughs> the Black Plague could have been, like, a minor cold, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm always, like, so interested in, like, what the next plague is going to be. Oh. I don't know. We need to stop vaccinating, you know? Maybe. Just let, let Nate. We got too many people. I mean,. <laughs> i i feel like something's gonna happen no matter what like, yeah i feel that way too i don't know uh joe Rogan has some podcasts with him but that graham hancock guy yeah uh, that guy's real interesting yeah like one of his big things is that they're like 
there are cataclysmic events that like are like way more than we actually think there were and like i don't know eventually something's probably gonna happen to us unless like we've actually gotten to like a type whatever civilization that can prevent Mm -hmm. worldwide catastrophe and i don't think we have our shit even close not at all because like <laughs> when we have our shit together a hurricane comes and then we're like oh yeah we we <laughs> that, that i don't know that's something that i'm really interested in is just like apocalypse mm-hmm. especially earthquakes yeah like fault lines and everything like there's nothing you can do to stop an earthquake yeah you can make them though can you just start fracking <laughs> Brella. Yeah, I remember that. I and was laying like, in bed. And I felt my whole bed move. Yeah, I uh, like. I think I was actually in Uganda, so I just heard about it all like secondhand and stuff. But like <laughs> everything we talk about, you're like, actually, I was in Uganda. Uh, <laughs> like I remember a lot of event. Like the when Trump got elected, I was yeah. in Uganda, and like that was weird. Nine eleven, like, I was in Uganda. Moon landing, <laughs> Uganda. You know. <laughs> but, like, yeah. They're, uh, I don't know, like, I kind of think that the earthquake that happened in Amarillo is probably because of all the fracking that they do to, like, our northeast and, like, Dumas and stuff like that. Because it's, like, happening everywhere. That's interesting. And, like, there's uh, satellite footage and stuff that, like, people are really concerned about sinkholes and stuff Mm -hmm. all over, uh, like, that area of Dumas. uh, What do you call it? The uh, Anoest Shithole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> either or all right what was the term you used uh the llano estacado i haven't heard of it llano estacado uh estacado uh-huh. i guess it's like the name of the like the spanish name for that landscape or whatever just kind of like badlands canyons mm-hmm. whatever but like there's a lot of oil in that area and there's been a lot of fracking in the area too and in the past like few years mostly from like private like investigators and like climate change advocate like not i guess they're not advocating for climate change but they're like trying to bring attention to it Uh, and they're like (laughs) yo we've been looking on the satellite imagery and you guys have some crazy sinkholes happening in west texas and like oh like a lot of it's private property so like oil companies aren't letting people on to go like check them out scientists Mm. can't go study them but apparently from like satellite imagery it's a huge thing and with sinkholes you get really yeah sinkholes are scary yeah um i don't know and then like my mom used to live over on western before she moved to california and she had a huge pilot lake and i mean that's a different kind of thing that's more of like a development thing but like that's real and then like i don't know fuck up the ground enough it makes sense that it's gonna fall in (laughs) are there um like a higher rate of earthquakes in midland and you might not know this but (laughs) but like from because that should be the place right yeah like that um and then up in like dumas and stuff like that there's a lot of natural uh gas wells in like dumas and places like that there's a shitload of like oil in texas yeah there was a there was somebody in canyon just recently the company and like i heard overheard this in a conversation between like some banker dudes that Mm -hmm. were like talking about just like oil stuff 
and they were saying that these guys in Canyon like sold a place for like fifty million dollars just because of like the oil that was on it, and it was only like you know a small acreage yeah. place or whatever. I've heard similar stories like guys like who are like twenty two, twenty three, yeah, who are like just like millionaires now because they did something with oil. I- a doctor here in Amarillo, like a medical doctor, mm-hmm. and he has some sort of proprietary software where he takes uh he has like an algorithm that he plugs into saddle and from like the terrain has been able to figure out where there's going to be concentrations of like natural gas and like oil and stuff like that and it's it's made him incredibly wealthy yeah there's no way they're not going to pay him a lot of money (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah this stuff's crazy it is insane but yeah it's an entire area is just gonna like sink into the the (laughs) you heard it here first yeah Somebody's going to drop a wrench at Pantex and it's all going to, we won't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, they're they're too far below the ground to ever do anything. That's just what they want you to think. I don't know. My, uh, my brother, his uh, dad, I don't know what that makes him to me. Is he my father-in-law? Your brother's wife's dad? Yeah. No, he's definitely not your father-in-law. He's your uncle-in-law? my uncle in law <laughs> but anyways he used to be like the head of the SWAT team out at Pantex and he was just like just telling me shit about Pantex one day mm-hmm. and he was like yeah man we got some guys out there that like you know their job is working on these bombs and like some of the stuff like you know they help make them or whatever and like I don't know. I always thought that Pantex was like a nuclear disarmament <laughs> place mm-hmm. but I guess that like there are people that actually like work on stuff and it might even just be a part of the project yeah. that like gets sent to another place or whatever. And he's like, yeah, man, all those dudes want is to go to war so we can like test them and see what they do. Cause like there aren't, you know, tests to see like bomb on a town or whatever. Yeah. And, like, that's just crazy to me. He was saying that they have like animals out there that they have tagged and stuff because they've been irradiated and they can't let them like leave. And they have people that like study them. Wow. And he's like, that's crazy that is crazy man especially because like you see like the effects of like hiroshima yeah that was so long ago like i don't even want to know like what we can do now yeah i don't think anybody does (laughs) yeah no not really i definitely don't but i feel like one day like something's gonna go wrong there like somewhere else Mm -hmm. i I like some i mean like trump put uh, abolish the energy apartment at one point in time he was like talking about that but he didn't know that like the energy department is in charge of maintaining like all the nuclear missile silos in the united states and like all the disarmament places yeah. so like if he had like dissolved it like pantex would have just been like all right well, like <laughs> <laughs> and like they they literally didn't have anybody like going into work for like the first two months and stuff like that wow. and like that's like nuclear bombs and shit. Like that's crazy to me. That's very crazy. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but like Pantex no, and nuclear bombs and all that shit, like That's insane. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next question. Cheer up the vibes in here. I'm that you laugh the hardest. I laugh the hardest. Um Yeah, probably uh, shrooms. Hmm. Um, and I'd been really sad for a really long time. 
and then I just realized like how fucking ridiculous the situation I had gotten myself into was, and I just started laughing, and it was all good. And nice. it was like probably one of the hardest laughs I've ever had. And I feel like I've cheered up considerably since then. <laughs> That's good to hear. It happens when you die. Yeah, I don't know. I want to know though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so cool with dying. I don't want to die yet, but like, if I do die, I'm kind of yeah. cool with it because I'm like, I hope yeah. there's something. Um, I don't know. It makes sense to me that if like the law of energy or whatever conservation measure it like consciousness is a some sort of energy and it must do something even if it just dissipates mm-hmm. even if it's just like a byproduct of all of your neurons like withering away or whatever i definitely don't want to die suddenly like i don't want my head to explode mm-hmm. like that I mean, is an option like I'll put that on my license. <laughs> if, I, if I make it to 90, explode my head. <laughs> I like, like I don't want to get shot. I don't want to know I'm dying so I can like experience it. Like, I'd be cool being like stabbed and like bleeding out. Yeah. So I can be like, okay, this is it. You just hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I got today into today is the day. <laughs> I got into a motorcycle wreck when I was in Uganda. Yeah, I heard that today. And so like I was flying like through the air and i remember like looking to my left and looking to my right and i was like oh shit i'm gonna die and i want to have that moment before i die i didn't die that's crazy but like i want to have that moment before i die where i'm like okay i'm gonna die i just picture have you seen hot rod yeah when he does that final jump and he's just like let's go the motorcycle that's exactly what i pictured in my head Dude, that's kind of what it was like so we were we were coming back into Pida, which is the town we stayed in <laughs> my boat had dropped and we were, we were going probably like uh, 20 30 miles an hour or something mm-hmm. coming into town maybe 40 i really don't know and uh another motorcycle like and i saw it coming i don't know head-on like, collision yeah head-on collision with another, another <laughs> motorcycle <laughs> <Where does> nobody <laughs> moved <laughs> well like there were there were a lot of motorcycles on the road a whole lot because it's like it's just a village but yeah, like a chicken yeah there were enough and shit <laughs> and then like we actually hit and i just like flew off the top and kind of like looked to my right, looked to my left. And then I hit the ground, stood up really quick. And then everybody like came around and nothing broken, nothing broken. I scratched up my arms, my legs, my head. Were you wearing a helmet? No. Holy shit. Yeah. I like, yeah, I really could. That's crazy. And I like, I remember just thinking, fuck, I'm dying. Okay. (laughs) and then i hit the ground and i stood up and i was fine i looked back at the guys on the motorcycles one of them had fucked up his leg and the other guy had like kind of fucked up his shoulder and uh like everybody was bleeding everywhere and i was bleeding everywhere and uh we were it's like right as you come into town and there was a boda stage there where you could like hire people to take you somewhere on a motorcycle or whatever so they all came like rushing in and uh and not necessarily like the bigger cities in Uganda, but mm-hmm. in like villages and stuff, the kind of uh, like roadside justice. If like you're in a wreck or something and somebody's like seriously hurt, they like stone the person that like. Like with literal rocks? Yeah, like like they'll literally kill someone that they feel is in the wrong that like caused the wreck. Like especially if it killed somebody. Wow. Um, and So you handle drunk drivers. <laughs> yeah, that's how they like that that's what they do that's how they handle it really 
Um, and the police are just like, yep. Well, like, there the police usually get there before <laughs> <laughs> they can really do anything about it. Um, or they get there later. Yeah, yeah. Not, um, not in time. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I saw uh, a lady get hit by a bus. And everybody took after after the bus. Like, they were going to kill a bus driver. It was crazy. Did they catch him? No. <laughs> he kept driving. How do you, I mean, it could have been the lady's fault. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this bus, like, straight up ran over this lady. It was crazy. And didn't stop. Yeah, Rana and Holy I... Holy shit. Rana and I were, like, literally just waiting to get on another bus. And then, like, this bus just, like, fucking hit this lady. And she she was not okay. I don't know what happened to her, but she was not okay. Bro, imagine being a passenger on that bus, be like, "Hey, are we are we gonna pull, are we gonna stop?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and I think the people on the bus were probably like, "Oh, thank God they didn't stop, because like fuck, our died. bus driver would be dead, and like we'd be stuck in this village." Um, oh my goodness! Transportation there is crazy, um, and the buses go like super. People die in bus wrecks all the time, uh, going through like game parks because in the middle of the night elephants will just be like walking across the road and a bus will hit them and then like what the bus the won't fuck? kill the elephant and so the elephant turns around and fucks up the bus <laughs> and like kills people it's crazy and it's like a kind it's not like super common but it happens holy shit yeah it's wild imagine a bus hitting an elephant and the elephant being like dude <laughs> it's like fuck up the bus that kind of hurt my ankle you son of a bitch yeah. and, and then like other times it does like and then all the people on the bus but like um that's great and i bet none of these like bus drivers have their cls you know <laughs> i mean i don't know i like all the bus rides that i took there scared the shit out of me it they was have, crazy do they have like stoplights and stop signs and everything uh in like big cities and Kampala and stuff like that mm, but like do. not village and villages it's just like go yeah but like i i don't know when i was in Kampala, i probably saw like four boat wrecks like just happen like you'd Damn. be driving and then like you know somebody bumps into somebody else and then it just goes from there it, like everybody's on motorcycles and like when you see footage of like thailand and stuff like yeah. that and they're all like going it's kind of like that yeah fuck that um yeah it's kind of scary um but yeah so when everybody started like mobbing around like my first thought was just like oh shit am i am i about to get stoned or like is my boater driver about to get stoned but it like it was all cool stone the white guy <laughs> yeah and uh uh another boater driver that i knew uh came up and he kind of like rode his motorcycle through the crowd and mm-hmm. was like here, I'll take you to a Turagong, which is where I stayed. Or I lived there with the priests. And so got on the motorcycle with the priests. And then they were like, man, you need to go to the hospital. And uh, I called Rana. <laughs> She's like, don't go to the hospital. I was like, I, the priests are already taking me. So I went to the hospital, and they, like, cleaned all my wounds. And I'm pretty sure that's where I got staff. <laughs> and then uh, I had staff for, like, four months. What was the hospital like? Did it, uh, was it, like, did it look sanitary and everything? I mean, it was definitely, like, more sanitary than other places. Yeah. Um, like, it wasn't bad, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, but. I mean, they obviously didn't treat the wound correctly if you got an infection. Yeah. And, <laughs> on, and like, I definitely got it from that accident. Mm-hmm. And maybe I just didn't go get my wounds cleaned fast enough. Maybe. Who knows? Like. Yeah. 
I don't know. All I know is that I was I thought I had acne on my face, and then I got on the airplane to uh, Amsterdam, and the altitude that made me break out in like the actual staff, mm-hmm. and I had staff like right here on my head, right here on my lip, all over my elbows, and it all came on at once, and like Damn. my face, my head swelled up, and the flight attendant came back, and she was like, "You did not look like that ten minutes ago." Damn. <laughs> Man, glad you're okay, man. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, to answer your question, I'm kind of excited to die, but not ready. That was was the best answer of every question I've ever asked. Congratulations. (laughs) Hey, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We need to do this again. It's been a fun podcast. I feel like we could go for another hour, um, but it's midnight, so I do have to work in the morning. Yeah. Thanks anyway, for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. This is awesome. I mean, I expected it to be pretty good because, like, you know, I kind of I listen to your podcast. I kind of follow you a little bit enough to know, like, you got some interesting things to say. So thank you for being here. It means a lot. Definitely appreciate it. Um, let the people know where they can find you. Uh, Telephone Heater on Twitter, Instagram, EA Burdett. Yeah. And then you got a SoundCloud. Telephone Heater is the name. Anything else? Anything else you want to plug? Anything coming up? Uh, I don't know. Do more yoga. Uh, come out to Mariposa for some shows. It's not a weird shrine to Stanley Marsh or anything like that. That you would expect it to be the way people talk about it. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I don't know. Like we were talking early earlier, like deconstruction. You take things apart. Beautiful. That's a great way to wrap it up. Take things apart. Make them to something new. That's the goal for the week. Peace out. Peace. Should we end right there? Yeah, we'll end right there. I was trying to think of a cool word. Bazinga.